If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Try me a hundred times. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, stand alive, we stand alive. That it's song, am- it's amazing how a song can grow on a you. A song has collectively grown on us. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's called programming. Yeah. <laughs> Realist Podcast Seven. We back episode two hundred and seventeen. I'm your host Chad Fane. I am Matthew W Kane. Fuck W's. But W stand for Walter. Walter. Okay. Good. Not fuck Walter. That's yeah. What yeah. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah, good white name. Yeah, good clean name. Good clean name. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like it. When when Lee was sending the email or whatever, he was like, Kalia, don't put that. Put Matthew on that. They're going to know you mean business. I was cracking the fuck up about that. Put Matthew put on Ma- it. Put your whole name. Matthew Walter Kane on it. Yeah, if you put Kalia, they're going to assume you did something yeah. wrong. <laughs> they're going to victim blame you and shame you. You know what I'm saying? We back in this thing, man, uh, after like a, you know, a... Uh, Busy weekend, a lot of stuff going on. We'll get to that later. Um, you know, we ain't going to belabor the point in getting into our, all of our stuff off the rack. Yes, sir. You didn't um, do anything this week, did you? Uh, Friday, me and Dunbar hung out. We went to the baseball game. I met up with y'all. Yeah, better yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Dunbar was like, what the fuck are you doing down here? I'm like, it's a whole casino, right? <laughs> right, right yeah. He was like, he's like, Matt's a fucking degenerate. Just <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking casino, man, by itself, man. This is stupid. Ugh. Yeah, we had a good time. Went to the baseball game, Diamond Club, Phillies versus Pirates. There were, everybody was gassed off the uh, return of Bryce Harper. He came back from Lehigh. He was smashing shit. Shout out to the Phillies. Got me my money. You yeah, know he, what I'm motherfucker was hitting. He had 625 in two games in Lehigh. Like four home runs and eight RBIs. Yeah, I'm over there. I'm, uh, I had the run line in that game for the Phillies to win yeah. by two. And they, they was up 6 nothing. Yeah, I'm I like, thought it was going to be a blowout. I'm like, oh, this is in the bag. And yo, every time I was in the Pokemon, like, every time I looked up, 6-1, 6-2, 6-3, 6-4. I said, man, what the fuck is going on <laughs> over there? But the Phillies pulled it out 7-4. We got the W. Yeah, Pirates made a, made a little run, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, Bryce was, Bryce was, you know, his first at-bat, he was pretty sharp. Uh, he came up, bases loaded. They was Everybody was going, the arena was going crazy or whatever. And he ended up uh, getting a, a single, drove in two runs, whatever the case may be. And that was the last hit he got for the game. Yeah. That was it. It was it after that. That was uh, those are good seats. Amazing, very, very, very good time, and they do it right at the Diamond Club. Like yes. the free food, the way you got the armrests and spaced out, like it's not all crammed in there. And free, shit. free everything. Shout out to Ra. He's out Vegas right now for like the Super Contest and all that shit at Circa. He went to the Aces playoff game the other day. Oh, nice. Um, the 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 Las Vegas Aces, the female basketball team, or whatever. At the John, they got tables you can reserve courtside. Mm. Yeah, like tables, like like <laughs> like like a blackjack table, bottle service. Yeah, like you. <laughs> that's why we couldn't find the floor seats. On you, the yeah, you, yeah, you, you literally like. But and and Rob was like, "That's a cool ass concept." I was like, "Yeah, but you'll never see it in the NBA." And he's like, "Why?" Well, I'm like, "Because they basically have to chalk like 13 seats across, like three rows. You NBA, you know, certain arenas. You talking about that's like." 60, 70 grand worth of seats. So exactly. we charge you for, you're going to spend 80 grand for a table. <laughs> exactly. And you got to make the money up. Yeah. 
And I ain't gonna hold you. Pay a bean for a day. If I got a fair bean for a day, a hundred racks. Yeah. No. If I'm rich enough. No. Yes. Then you the dickhead at the t- at the table with a hookah and a basketball. <laughs> you look crazy. A hookah and a bottle of Ace. <laughs> you look crazy at a basketball game. I was like, I don't know about that. It's a cool concept for Vegas because yeah. you know Vegas people are insane, and it's a WNBA game, so you got to do anything. And I was telling them like hookah's probably coming. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they got to do anything they can. Um, this weekend, um, yesterday in particular, I've watched like an absurd amount. I don't even know how this content got pushed to me on YouTube, but an absurd amount of uh, like why the WNBA is failing, like videos, like mm-hmm. different people, YouTube creators and stuff with their own analysis and the ridiculous takes that have come from people that are, you know, in and around the WNBA and all of that shit. And it's just like, yo, like y'all have a, oh, it started from, um, there was a tweet on, on Twitter and the girl was basically saying like, you know, she was kind of reiterating Bill Burr's point where it's like, yo, like women failed the WNBA. This has nothing to do with men. You know what I'm saying? We gave women um, uh, uh, their own league that's subsidized by the male league and y'all still can't get it right because y'all won't even take the time. Fuck coming to the game. Y'all won't even cut the television on and watch this shit or whatever like mm-hmm. that. And people are trying to, you know, refute her point and this, this, this and this. And it just kind of took me to YouTube and I'm like, yo. Let me look at some of these videos or whatever, and they all have like a million, two million views. So that's like some low hanging fruit that's just out there. It's like if you talk about why the WNBA isn't working, it's just an instant like five hundred thousand to three million views just waiting for you uh, on YouTube or whatever. And um, it's like you know they have an image problem, they have a marketing problem, um, and they just have a you know a viewership problem. And um, you know essentially, I don't think that they've done enough to get into the throes of ingratiating like American culture with women's professional basketball in the States, meaning like we'll all collectively go to a women's high school game or a women's college game. The women's NCAA tournament does numbers, mm-hmm. but when you get to the pro level, it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, I think, I think ultimately what it is, is it's funny. You just said that, but you have to create a culture mm-hmm. around it. Like perfect example. Look at the world cup. I'm not a soccer fan, but when I see 160,000 people going crazy and they got a horn, I'm like, yo, I want to see that shit. Yeah, exactly. Golf. I've gotten to where I'm becoming like a fan of this shit. Like, I just like the atmosphere. I like the energy behind it. I like, like, literally, Lee the other day was saying how she wants to start picking up tennis. I'm like, yo, we're becoming rich and white. Right. (laughs) Because I like golf and she likes tennis. I'm like, yeah, but that shit is real. It's like culture matters. Like, Mm -hmm. yesterday we were watching the U.S. Open and it's just like, yo, when you look at like, you know how you look at advertising? At least I do. Shout out Jay Petty. Like, when you look at it and what it is, like, when you see... WWF and you see Slim Jims and this that like it, it it makes sense. Yeah. When you look at the US Open and you see the biggest names in industry as the like sponsors yeah. and that, like when you you see the backdrop and that shit say Chase, Rolex, Emirates, you you just like you know like yeah. it, it's big big dollars going into this exactly. shit. Yeah, that shit is real. Yeah, so it's like they just haven't done enough to ingratiate themselves in um, the the sporting culture of America to where a young girl that's, uh, you know, 12 years old or whatever already playing basketball is aspiring to be in the WNBA. But when you see the few that are all that are aspiring to be in the WNBA from youth, they come into the league and they are whooping ass. Mm-hmm. Kobe's uh protege, uh, Ionesca, mm-hmm. she's out there whooping ass. Yeah, Ionesca be on some Every shit. night. She's doing triple doubles, quadruple doubles, yeah. like seven threes, like shit that they never seen before because she was preparing from 12 to be a pro. Whereas some of these other girls, it's like, all right, you know, if I kind of like fall in, fall forward into it, all right, cool. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like even um, you know, even the best players, like some of the greatest players of the WNBA, minus that first initial group, which was the all-time greatest, mm-hmm. Lisa Leslie, Tina Thompson, Cheryl Swoops, and all Rebecca of them, Lobo. Rebecca Lobo and all of them. Um, once you go past them, and then it's like the Candace Parkers and the Scholar Diggins or whatever, whatever, people that we know, but it's like we still don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. My motherfuckers be like, oh, damn, she bad, and never watch it. And never watch it. You know what I'm saying? And, and one of the videos I saw, it was uh, Andre Iguodala innocently tweeted, like, hey, uh, number nine or whatever from the uh, yeah, yeah, Washington Mystics is nice. And she went crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. All you had to do was Google my name. And, and here's the crazy part. And it's so wild because we try to turn things into, like, all the time, sexist and hatred and yeah. all that shit. I've said number 11 from the Rockets because I don't know who the fuck his name is. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just, that's the, what you do. And the comparison that they Number gave, 39, balling. And the, like, the comparison that they do. gave, Jamal Adams, star safety in the NFL, when he was playing with the Jets, he had tweeted that uh, a player that he was playing against, it was like, oh, number, uh, number nine, or no, it was a game he was watching on TV, like a college game. Uh, number nine from Alabama, I like the way you play football. And the ball came and retweeted, was like, appreciate that, big bro. And it's just like the same interaction, mm-hmm. completely different reaction. Mm-hmm. Because these a lot of these players um, have like this, from the WNBA, have like this sort of like this chip on their shoulder because they're not making the money or they're not getting exposure or whatever the case may be. But it's like you got to take personal accountability and say like, what have I done to be an ambassador to the game not to even, help bring not even, more not eyeballs that. and more people Your to industry shit. or your situation just might not yield that. Exactly. That, that look at us with the podcast. And like you know, if you're doing something in LA, if you're doing something in New York, if you're doing something based out of Hong Kong, yeah, you, you, like it just you really don't know. It's 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 easy to do. Yesterday, I saw the thing where it was like Stephen A. Smith makes eleven million dollars a year from ESPN. The combined salaries from the WNBA is twelve million for the year. And I'm and I'm, people are like yeah this is crazy and it's just like no it isn't no it ain't Stephen A Smith <laughs> make the money he's Oprah is a billionaire from right. talking shit <laughs> yeah. it's like yo you're like how are you mad and at Stephen this? A do everything Stephen A Smith will be be on the three o'clock show the three a.m. show the two a.m. show the two p.m. show he be doing this show over here he I go, saw him on a yacht last week girl. in a helicopter another day girl. like that motherfucker is he writing articles he covering UFC he covering boxing girl. all that shit. One of them nights, that remember he had on the white leather with the chain. My mother was like, "Yo, they got Stephen A. out the club to come to this joint tonight." Like real shit. He rep- when he on vacation, he tapping on his mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see none of that from none of y'all. Not even it, it ain't even about that. I ain't even going. My thing is comparing someone in a whole nother industry to that. Like that's the equivalent of saying, "Oh, Joe Rogan got two hundred million, and you know." Scotty Pippen only made twenty eight million for <laughs> right. it. It's just like what yeah. the fuck? Like you can't do that. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's that's interesting. I've actually thought a lot about it. I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. I'm starting a YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna start my own YouTube channel, and I'm gonna basically do like how I would do the power review and all of that. What yeah. I'm gonna do with the W. I'm gonna do that, and okay. I'm gonna try to you know just to give me something to do daily content and do my da- my thing daily. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's something I'm gonna get into. Interesting, though. I got something for you to watch. I spoke about it before the show. The Rise of China. I'm very interested. Yo, yo. Did you know that, like, China's about to take over the U.S.? As far as what? The number one economy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yo, yeah. listen. The shit, let me tell you how the shit, did you ever, like, really get into the story of how this shit all went? No. 
So, you know, China was basically, they had the, the factions. Like, you had Mao, and then you had the other guy. So, they was, like, beefing or whatever. The China split. They called it the Republic of China. And they basically censored themselves from the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we ain't participating in nothing. We ain't part yeah. of NATO. Don't come over here. We ain't gonna fuck with y'all. Y'all don't fuck with us. Holla back. Boom. China, at one point, their economy was so fucked off and fucked around that it's like they weren't even ranking in the top 35 as far as, like, nations in the world and shit. So what happened was they slowly built this shit up through what? Import-export. Import-export. So these motherfuckers in China basically was like they were looking at people around the world in Europe, America, France, the Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, all this shit, have all these nice things. And people in China, like, couldn't afford it. So they just started making this shit. So when Uh, they started making all these knockoff goods, they basically started funneling them to the world. 90% of all fake goods in the world come from China. Fake counterfeit goods directly are 12% of China's GDP. Yeah, because there's no uh, no copyright trademark laws in China. Dog. They can pirate anything. 12%. So what's their biggest thing that they make? Probably Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Louis Vuitton bag. Designer handbags, designer <laughs> designer belts, watches, iPhones, uh, video games. It, you name it. They doing this shit knockoff. Yeah. They even got to where they do a knockoff chocolate. Like the Fer- <laughs> Ferrero Rochelles and shit. No. <laughs> they making fake food. They're fake food, dog. Craziest shit. Yo, yeah, Nell was in Taipei. They got a bootleg mall. Yeah. Like a, like a oh, the whole mall, the whole like mall, a Franklin Mills type joint. Yeah, <laughs> nothing in here real. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the mall. Nothing in here real. <laughs> like real shit. So Pete, China was moving along, moving along, moving on. You know, America was always the powerhouse. America was just always past everybody. Like when America got to one trillion dollars, China was at like. 72 million. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When America got to $2 trillion, China was moving along. They got to like $210 million. But, you know, so far away from the U.S. The 2008 recession. Dog. What China did is what niggas was supposed to do with poor money. So what happened was, you know, the 2008 recession hit. Fucked everybody around. Yeah. China's government decided to do a bailout for the people of the nation of China. Okay. They did a $586 billion bailout. Gave the money to the people in China. What happened was people in China started basically forming conglomerates out of nowhere. So let's say bailout money hit. I get 175000 You get 300000 Dan get 625000 The turtle get 423000 <laughs> Jules get 300000 Kev get 50000 Dunbar get nine hundred and twenty. Next thing you know, we a conglomerate with $4.8 million at our disposal. Yeah. We go buy a bunch of infrastructure in Norway, Sweden, and South Africa. Africa. Another Chinese conglomerate goes and buys a bunch of fucking... This is what they did. So they showed how much property, land, infrastructure, engineering, how much money they just started putting around the world. Literally, China has property in... There are 100 and whatever the fuck countries it is. 195. 195 countries. China has property, infrastructure, and engineering going on in 168 countries around the world. So they, In 15 years, basically. So what happened was, tell you how crazy this shit was, they built a railway that goes from Shanghai, China, to right outside of Dublin. 
Peep this shit. They built a railway that goes from Shanghai, China to right outside of Dublin. They built a natural gas pipeline that runs from the mountains of China down into Saudi Arabia. And then they built their own port expo at the Pakistani port on the Mediterranean Sea. So in three years, they wound up having a railway that connects them to Eastern Europe. They have a natural gas source coming from the Middle East. And they got a port on the Mediterranean Sea. I'm just like, damn. Literally took over the world. When this year's GDP got released, America had 20.7 trillion. China got 18.2 trillion. They're number two. And the way that China's growing, they're growing at a 6.7% every year. America's only growing at a 4.3. They say by 2027, China's going to be the number one economy on the planet. And they they did it in 15 years. They were operating from a deficit before. Dog. Dog. I'm like, yo. That's insane. You got to watch this shit, dog. It's crazy. Uh, I'm just sitting there just like, damn, they really they really gave the citizens a bunch of money and nobody bore APs. Right. <laughs> it's like, nobody damn. went to Sin City. No, <laughs> nobody went to Tulum. <laughs> That's crazy. They went and bore Tulum. They gave niggas Rockefeller startup Yo, money how and cr- they started up they Rockefeller. They started up Rockefeller. They started up Rockefeller, Aftermath, Death Dog. Row. Uh, Murder Inc. <laughs> Dog, the Chinese government gave the people $586 billion and nobody bought a Hellcat. <laughs> <laughs> they just bought buildings. Damn. Dog, you got to watch that shit. They literally got shit all over the world. South America, Africa, North Canada. They got all shit everywhere. Fuck. Everywhere. That's amazing. Insane. And now, literally, their economy is just thriving, 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 thriving to the point where they're just doing shit at this point. But yeah, when the shit got released this year, they're literally $1 trillion behind <laughs> America. And the way that they're growing, they're going to pass them in the next three. Shout out to China, man. Yeah, man. Clap for that. Yo. Man. You know what I'm saying? They said, oh, this Yao Ming shit ain't working? <laughs> All right, watch this. All right, we got something for y'all asses. Yeah, it's a Damn. very good watch. And they're like the number one, uh, the number two TV partner of the NBA. Dog, that's a, they was talking about that shit on there where it's like the, the, uh, the amount of people and how much shit they can get done because of that, where they realize television rights because of their viewership can work so much. So it shows how they partnered with the NBA. They partnered with this. They partnered with that to the point where it's like they're literally like the second biggest broadcasting mm-hmm. zone in the world now. Yeah. It's crazy. And you weren't even allowed to watch TV 50 years right. ago about that motherfucker. They're like, man, watch whatever the fuck watch you whatever want. Watch whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> nigga. We running it up. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, good shit, man. Real good shit. All right, let's get with the shits, man. Uh, I think we all know why we're here. We're here for two reasons. God did. Yo. And Matt at the W. Oh, yeah, we can say Matt, Matt at the, the W is going to come later. But right now, God did. We got to talk about uh, this album and Yo, this Rick, record. Rick Ross said, Lord, forgive me, God did. And I don't know any what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't know any part of his verse. Like, it was a bunch of gibberish. So, Khaled <laughs> released his... Uh, Callum said that's what he do, though. Yo, that's Rick Ross. Rick Ross will come on a track and give you three minutes of nothing. Nothing. Absolute nothing. Unapologetic nothing. Nothing. And I'm back at the wing stop. Yeah. Yeah. With the chicken sandwich. Yeah. So, yeah. so Khaled put out his 13th. Let's give it up for Khaled putting out 13 albums. Holy shit. I swear to God, I, when, it, when I seen it, it was his 13th album. I was like, damn, Khaled really got 13 albums. Like, Clue got two. Right. <laughs> 
And you got one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard as a DJ to get 13 albums. put out 13 albums, though. Uh. And he's not stopping. So, shout out to Khaled. Put out his 13th studio album. God did. And um, it's basically featuring the entire music industry. Yeah, everybody who's allowed. Everybody basically. who's on earth yeah. um, is on Khaled's album. Um, uh, if, you, if you answer the phone, you want Khaled. <laughs> That's how crazy that joke. Lil Baby, Nardo Wick, 21 Savage, uh, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, Skillabang, uh, I think Bounty Killer's on the album. Yeah, Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss. Uh, uh, who the Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hellos, man. It was, there was literally like a graphic <laughs> like, that leaked to the blogs with all the names of the people that, you know, that made Khaled's album or whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, holy shit, man. Khaled is a machine. And, um, you know, just over the last few days, uh, Academics was on his stream explaining because I had no idea how these records got made or how they got paid for. But basically what would happen is in certain times, like say, Oh yeah, Kanye's on the album. Eminem's on the album. Dr. Dre produced the Kanye and Eminem song. And I like just endless amounts of people, but he was explaining, I got some bars for that song. He was explaining that I haven't even heard it. So he was <laughs> explaining that, um, at certain times, like say if it's like a, a, a Kanye record or a Drake led record, and it's really just their record and Khaled is doing his Khaled shit on top of it. They will say, I want 95% of the record. So that means that the producer and Khaled got to split 5% of the record as far as the royalty goes or whatever the case may be. So essentially, so essentially he's getting all of these different acts for free or whatever the case may be in most situations, but the splits may not be in his favor if one of those songs is being used for a single. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in so in the instance of like this album, you know, you got a Drake and Lil Baby led single, whatever the freaking splits is on that, whatever the case may be. You got a Migos single. They remixed uh Eddie Murphy Party all the That's time. That's my favorite song. That on shit album. is fire. That's the best song on the album. That shit is fire. I'm going there. Um you they remix party all the time. You, you gotta, said eat up that pussy is lunchtime. Girl, give me that pussy like women. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit. <laughs> Shout out Quay and Tate, yeah. man. I like Unconfused. Yo, they got I, a, did you hear they record with Birdman? Dog, listen, Fire. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm realizing in this whole thing, I don't need Offset. Like, I've realized, like, Takeoff's my favorite Migo. He's been my favorite Migo. I always thought Takeoff is the best rapper yeah. out of them. And you realize that it's Takeoff being the best rapper and Quavo with the cool little dumb shit. Being the Beyonce. Get, being the Beyonce, saying the cool little fly line. I'm just like... I don't need offset. But you know what I've realized throughout that process? The same way you realize you don't need offset in Amigos, I've realized I like offset better as a solo artist. Because now they're not in his way. He can do other shit other than the Amigos shit. When I hear the song come on and it's it's him and like Uncle Few got a joint going back. Uh... Let's get it. How about for 16 passenger? This is a G5. No, this yeah. ain't no challenger. Like, them two together are great. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Offset can just be over here and yeah. do his own thing. Like, yeah. And with Offset right now, Offset quietly is having one of the best rebrands and rollouts as a solo artist since Bobby Brown. And that's the reason why P is like, oh, no, fuck no. Put the QC stamp back on this shit because he got some shit. So in, in one week, he put out two songs. He put out 54321. He put out Code with Moneybag Yo. The Code video with Moneybag Yo was the best video I've seen in three years. Aside from that, he got a Balenciaga sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, he's at the VMAs presenting with Khaled for the first fucking award. And then he went to an after party and leaked another record 
that went fucking viral online or whatever. And I know he got two, three bombs of Cardi B in the tuck. So now it's like, in this situation, everybody gets exactly what mm-hmm. they want. Quay and Tate get to be exactly what the fuck they want to be, which is a duo, and go back and forth and make music however the fuck they want. And Offset gets to reach a broad... A, could be, to have a broader outreach as a solo artist because if anybody remembers, he was the only one that went platinum as a solo mm-hmm. artist out of the Migos. So basically everybody gets what they want. And he's had a feature run leading up to this record, Big 14 with Moneybag Yo and uh, Trippy Red. Uh, the Step uh, step 1 uh, record with uh, the young boy from Kansas City, um, Sleazy, Sleazy World Go. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's been setting this shit up, and then you got Motown getting behind him. That's why P probably went in the office and pulled a Dame Dash. Yeah. He probably saw the offset rollout in the marketing plan and all that and lost his shit. Yeah. It probably felt like y'all stole my artist. No big nose nigga. You took the money. Yeah. And when you take the money, you don't get to turn around and say, oh, no, that was for something else. Yeah. It's like... So at this point, it's a Meg Thee Stallion situation. We're going to let a judge figure it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's a whole nother thing. But shout out to the, to the Unk and Few and Offset. Right. I, I love what everybody's doing. And if you peep, they on each other ass, like, creatively, because, like, one put a record out, they're like, oh, no, we putting the record yeah. out. Like, Offset yeah. put the COVID out. Unk and Few, like, no, Future and Birdman, we I'm, out. I'm going there. That party record is the, it's either that or Future and Scissor. Yeah. That beautiful joint. Listen. Khaled is the only person on earth that can get Scissor to go to the studio. Yeah. I'm convinced that uh, Punch and uh, and Top Dog don't even have her phone number. Yeah. They cannot get her to record <laughs> no music. But every time Khaled need her, she is right there. Every time, like, clockwork, Khaled, like, yo, I need you for this record. Okay, no problem, Khaled. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that record is amazing. Yeah, Future and Scissor John, all that, and that Party John, all that. All that. So um, so you got everybody on this album, whatever. You got the biggest marketing budget of the year. Khaled is everywhere. He's at the VMAs. He's at the after party. He's got... He's in uh, Yonkers. He's, he's in Yonkers everywhere. with Jada yeah. Kids. Like, he's everywhere. With the biggest Balenciaga hoodie I've ever seen. About. <laughs> How many X's is that? Uh, you know what Khaled do? Uh, so uh, so shout, out, shout out my bro Love. He said he went to the Prada store in Miami and was like, yo, where are them like... Four or five X, uh, you know, Prada shirts that Khaled be getting. They was like, no, nah, what Khaled do is he buy the biggest size and he get two of them and then he has his yeah, designer stitch, stitch them together. Yeah, I remember Rick Ross was saying that years ago. Yeah, so so, so he's he's like, man, this is some bullshit. Yeah. Like, because them Prada shirts is them Prada uh camp collar shirts, fifteen hundred a watt. Yeah. They ain't cheap. So they talking about three thousand plus the craftsmanship and all that bullshit deconstructing it. You had your shirt in eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six to eight business weeks. God did, God did, God did, God did. Khaled did, Groovy Lou did. Yeah. So Dapper Dan did. <laughs> yeah, somebody making this. But shit. everything that we're talking about around this Khaled album is essentially the appetizer and the Caesar salad with the nice anchovies and all that, mm-hmm. building up to this God did record, the title track. With not gonna lie, the, Ross, the record Lil kinda, Wayne the, and Jay Z. The, re- the hook has grown on me, but it's just... I love the hook. I ain't gonna yeah, hold it's you. It's grown on me. It's like, you know, I personally just... I, Party, to me, is a better record. Like... Yeah. Well, it's a better song. Yeah. But as far as the impact and what's gotten the internet oh, it's just, shaking... Oh, it's just nothing close to it. it. It's, it's God did. And uh, I kind of... I wrote a whole breakdown. I went through the whole song. Uh, let's start with my Ross analysis. He said nothing. We're gonna move on to Lil Wayne. Okay. <laughs> so, so... Lil Wayne, I wish he would have rapped longer. Correct. You know, but Lil Wayne was 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 spitting. You know, when he said, you know, face facts, you know, face. What do he say? Dreadlocks, face, face tats, tats yes. apex. Like, you know, he was talking some shit. It's just it, it, knowing that it's like perfect example. Lemon pepper freestyle. 
Ross verse was cool, but it was 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. Once Drake raps for three and a half exactly. minutes, you you know what I'm and saying? That's, and that's what people don't understand about, like, how you analyze and, like, break down rap. And I think we're some of the best on the internet at doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you got to take these different things into account. When you rap good as shit for 16 bars, but then another nigga come and he rap good as shit for 80 bars, you don't stand a chance. No. Because just by the sheer volume of, of rapping that he's doing, by the time we get to the end of his verse, we just, it tricks the mind into believing that the other two niggas didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Kendrick on Control. Right. Like, fucking Jay Electronica's verse was very good. Big Sean's verse was pretty good. But when Kendrick go in there and rap long as shit, and he calling out names and doing all this old shit and doing these callbacks with the corrupt King of New York line and mm-hmm. all of that, it tricks niggas into thinking niggas just got obliterated. When in reality, he just rapped long as shit, and he just said niggas' names. It's like a trick, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So with that in mind, it's like one of them things where it's like J-Verse had the perfect balance of like a lot of different things and the fact that 99% of it, and I'm going to get to the 1% that's like kind of bullshit, but the fact that 99% of it is is verifiable facts just makes it so much like more impactful than Wayne just rapping good as shit. Mm-hmm. So, but I want to dispel the rumors that Wayne wasn't spitting because he was. And I basically wrote a bunch of Wayne lines down. Uh, don't want to see me with the ring. You better play D. God did his thing when he made me with the eyes stacked against me. I could crack Da Vinci. They smell blood like a shark. They start acting fishy. Well, I'm going to act an ass and they're going to have to kiss me. Mm-hmm. Before they overrate me, they're going to underestimate me. Funeral and wake me. Bury me and excavate, excavate me. me. I'm, but I'm so cultivating. Everybody replicate me. Nigga, face facts, dreadlocks, face tats. I'm, I'm the, the apex. apex. I made the culture. What up, twin? They relate back. Yeah. So to dispel the rumors that Wayne wasn't spazzing, that's just what that is. Yeah, like, Wayne was rapping. I, I, and I came with lines and time stamps. <laughs> like, because we're not going to play that game. But it wasn't enough. And it just is what it is. Because Jay was just, it starts with his delivery and the buildup. And he was just so arrogant delivering, like, everything to where it was like. You know what was one of the coldest parts of the whole joint is that the song is called God Did. And everyone keeps saying it. And then when he gets on, it's like, Hove Hove did. did. yeah, And just little subtle shit like that where it's like. So you got it, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm the God MC. <laughs> so, so At least I remind you, nigga. Yeah, okay, I see where you're going with this one. Like, yeah, man. And, um, you know, my, again, uh, so I said 99% of this shit is true and living facts. My one small pushback is the billionaire line that everybody went crazy about. And um, somebody uh, hit me and was, and somebody hit me and was like, yo, you got to call Cap on the billionaire line. And I'm like, yeah, nah. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. you right. Because at the end of the day, it's like, all right, he said, how many billionaires come from Hove Crib? Uh, me, yay. Jay, I count three. Me, I count three. Me, me, Ye and Re, Bronze of Rock Boys, so four technically, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, I, I, I didn't want to be the guy, but it's like, shut the fuck you, up. You didn't like, have anything. You didn't to have do like with others, any of this. other than like Rihanna's Fenty Beauty shit, and you, but you were an investor later. I, I was about to say that J- was all that, LVMH. Yeah, that wasn't Jay. So it's like Kanye made his money off of apparel. LeBron made his money off of. Playing basketball, you had nothing to do with him playing basketball. I met LeBron when he was 15 years old. He was already the number one pick in the draft when he was 15. If he would have came out in the NBA draft at 15, he would have been the number one pick in the draft. You yeah. had nothing to do with him that. or Lenny Cook. Yes. He was right there. But you, either way, you had nothing to do with that. Kanye made all his money off of apparel, not in the music industry. 
He was in debt. He was $57 million in debt fucking with the music industry. So you had nothing to do with that. So that's basically the equivalent of like if Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf was like, well, Mike was a bull, so technically we, no, that has nothing to do with how right. he made the billion. He made his billion off apparel and real estate and product and all this other shit. He made right. $98 million for the lifetime of his career in basketball. Mm-hmm. So you gave him a start, but you're not I remember not when people were posting the, the thing job. where it was like Wayne putting on Nicki and Drake or Jay putting on Kanye and Rihanna. And people was in the drum like Jay, Re and Rihanna, Re and, 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 and uh, Jay, Yay and, and, and Rihanna. And, da-da. and I'm just like, I don't think Jay put them on. I remember yeah, Jay didn't even want to sign Kanye. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know when that changed. But all right, you know what I mean? That's- because, you know, we say it all the time on the show, bro. To the winner goes the spoils. So when you look around and everybody's a billionaire, it's like, oh, yeah, it got to be them. But in reality, it's like, all right, Wayne is 200. Uh, and let's throw Bird in there too. Bird, 300. Bird and Slim, 300, 400. Nikki's a deuce. You know what I'm saying? Drake is a billionaire. So it's like, and they've been at this le- lesser, you know what I'm saying, Tom than, than the other ones was. Yeah. So, and coming from a region where it was like, we didn't even take them serious for their business until about, what's this, 2022, 2014. We didn't even look at people from the South as like no viable business people because we looked at motherfuckers looked at P and Bird and Slim as an anomaly. Mm-hmm. They didn't look at them like as the standard. But now that we see that these Southern entrepreneurs just keep coming, they're the standard, especially when it comes to the music business and extracting money out of the music business. Because even Jay, all of Jay millions and billions didn't come from music like that. He did one big music deal, which was the 150 with, uh, with Live Nation. That was it. All them other deals was 204 from Rockware, uh, 400 million from Tidal, from, uh, you know, from, from, uh, from Square to sell Tidal, like other the, the investment deals, shit, the yeah. liquor shit, uh, 200 something mil from LVMH. Like, this shit didn't come from music. Like, Bird and Slim sold a billion plus records in music the yeah. same time Jay Z was doing music. We can't, like, pretend like that shit didn't happen. P and QC is probably doing at their height when they had everybody clicking. City Girls, Lil Baby, and Migos, and Yachty clicking at the same time. They was probably doing $30 million a month in revenue. Yeah. Like, goofy, out of this world, like, shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we got to give motherfuckers the props that they deserve. So that's my one pushback. Everything else, though, Jay said was the true and living facts. Um, b- a bunch of lines. Um, we What's just- your, let's do this. What's your favorite line? My favorite line was, uh, they say they don't know me on, the, they said they don't know me internationally. Niggas on the road did. I see a lot of hoving gigs. Me and me can never beef. I freed that nigga from a whole bid. That line was Hove crazy. did. That line was crazy. <laughs> that monograms on the red carpet. You seen the face I made they, that night? That shit is shocked. <laughs> it's that shocking. That like, like, that line for me was just everything. Hey, man, what's that? Y'all niggas never been to the book. Well, that's another, that's another, another topic. topic man. That's my <laughs> second favorite. Yeah, that's another topic. You said you niggas out of pocket talking exotic. You never been to the book. Yeah. Man, that's another topic. Yeah. We at the cap table. What the splits is. Not, not that, that cap, cap table, table boy. We live in. <laughs> not and that cap and table. And it's, it's just the arrogance yeah, and just the tone just, of just, like, y'all are embarrassingly y'all, poor. I'm sick of y'all. I'm sick of you <laughs> niggas <laughs> talking this money shit. Y'all was poor Yo. in 96 Yo. and y'all poor now. Yo. I've been saying that shit for a while. Like that, I came around the J-J. Like, <laughs> Jay, Jay ability to really make you feel like 
Worthless is great. And yo. the double, triple entendres and a lot of this shit. Like he said, we pushing Fenty like fentanyl. This shit is yeah. all legitimate. Yeah. We do the, we say, we let y'all do the Zazas. It's OG for the OG. Some of you niggas out of pocket talking that. You know what I'm saying? He said, we, we, me and, me and uh, Biggs might have got too big if they ain't catch that load. What up, Hoffa? Yeah, though he's getting money now, looking back now, this shit, though he's getting plenty money now, looking back now, this shit is funny. Like, it's just like, yeah, Jay really, really yeah. was... Back and forth on the turnpike, it really took that a toll line, on him. I told Kev, shout out That Kev. shit is like a... Oh, that like, joint, if you a rapper and you hear that, like he, that shit gotta be a gut punch because you know you can't rap like he that. He said kicking snow off a of frozen Tim. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all been there. Like, yeah, that, 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 I'm going there. That's, that's one of the best moments of rapping in a while. In a long time. And, and I look at it the same way I look at the Lemon Pepper Freestyle from Drake. It's in that same vein. It's that same I attitude. Think, I think the Lemon Pepper Freestyle inspired that. Like, that's the way it, it feels just like it, where it's just like you're almost catching the beat different. Yeah. Remember I broke down how he yeah. caught the beat different than Ross? Like, you're catching the beat almost on the back end of the You know who beat. got bodied on both of these? Ross. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, niggas is just flaming Ross. Like, yeah. But guess what? He was in the building. He was in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, I'm going to do my 12 and I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm about to drop these fries. I'm about, yeah, I'm about to put my wings in the air fryer. Hey, heat up in 35 seconds. I'll be ready. We, right we got the chicken sandwich coming out next week. Yeah. Gotta make sure it's right. Uh, so, yeah, so overall, Cal is on pace to sell 115,000 first week. I thought that was bad when I first heard it, but then I saw, like, the numbers that he's been doing. That, that's why I was more, I was going with the whole drama. He's not the control, but he was like, book a hove. Jesus turned water to wine. For hove, all it took was a stove. stove. Yeah. And then he went into that. That was when he, you know, had the whole joint about, you know, you never know where this shit can go. Me and Biggs might have got too big if they ain't booked that load. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, you know, the shit, we's getting plenty of money. Looking back now, the shit is funny. I just got a million off a sink without risking a million years trying to get it out the, the sink. sink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> niggas can't rap like that, man. Nah, it's hard to talk that type Can't of rap shit. like that. Y'all wasn't there. Like, niggas can't rap like that, man. He, what he say? He said, uh, he said, oh, he said, uh, he said, OG sold to those that y'all call kingpins. If they... Your drug lords. If your drug lords, what are we then? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, all right, cut this off. <laughs> like, yeah. this, this, is, this is like... This is, a, uh, this is Apollo Creed versus, yeah. uh, versus Ivan Drago. Like, yeah. all this pain from outside inspired all this growth within. Like, he just was talking good shit, man. Like, so new planes getting broken in. Highest elevation of the self. They done fucked around and gave the right niggas wealth. I'm like, I know we're going to see that a lot. We're going to see that on Instagram a lot. Niggas with $1,900. <laughs> they done fucked around and gave the right niggas wealth. Like, yeah, it's a good joint. It's a super good joint, man. I never wanted to be state's custodian. The laws are draconian. For those who marry to the life, it's holy matrimony then. Somehow I outfox and outbox every... At, Somehow I outfox every box they try to throw me in with great ceremony in. Folk and them told me how highly Caddy spoke of him and bloking him in London. Harold Roll Weston in. He was just going. And it's just like, when Jay get in that bag, he's, think about it. I've pretty much done it all, right? And let's really, really break down this, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Jay started rapping in 80 fucking eight. Mm -hmm. 88, 89. And this is what's so crazy about it. Shout out to Rocks. We was talking about it the other day. If Jay would have blown when he wanted to blow, we might not even look yeah, at Jay. Rappers had a six-year shelf life. No, no, then. fuck that. I'm just saying about coming through that era of the Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, the, that lens. The, the coming through that era, the Rakims and all of them. Like, think about how we look at all of them now. They just, they just 
greats in big clothes. Yeah, they legacy acts. You know what I'm saying? Jay had on some crazy sneakers, like too, like some like, crazy, you, you know what I'm saying? Some all red zip up shits with some gold zippers on them. I was like, "What is Kane wearing?" Like, you want this? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like you look at it like Jay was supposed to come with them. Jay leaves from them. Well, leaves. You know, he goes into what he's doing. He pops back up in '96, right? '96, you hit. Biggie dies in '97. Nas is kind of. For, for excuse me, for as great as I think Nas is and Nas was with Illmatic and Streets is written. I mean, uh, it was written. Nas really he didn't have a stronghold on like the bitches and the fly guys. Nas was rapping more of like a struggle perspective. So Jay sees a void, he instantly jumps into it. No one can get as fly as me. No one can talk the shit I'm talking. Fuck it. But he has to find himself. So he goes around and acts like Mace. Then he goes around and acts like this person and that person. Then he realized, like, yo, me just being Jay for Marcy is just cooler than everybody. Fuck it. I'm a highlight that. Boom, volume two hits. Then volume three hits. Then dynasty hits. X is over here and this, that, and the third. You're the guy now. You look at 2003. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jay-Z on what I think is one of... If I had to write down Jay five best songs, what more can I say might be number two, as far as I'm concerned. I got a lure and I got what more can I say. This is why I always say to me, Black Album is the best album. That's his best album. Because it has the best versions of Jay to me on it. Where when, think about like real nigga records. You got a lure, what more can I say, and uh, PSA is on it. PSA. Then your singles are Change Clothes, Encore, 99 Problems. And Lucifer's on it. I was about to say, (laughs) then you have album fillers like Moment of Clarity and Lucifer. And my first song, and it just that. And the, he redid the Madonna "Justify My Love" with like, DJ you Click. You see, like Black Album to me is just the shit. But on what more can I say? Jay said, "You've never seen a nigga this good for this long." That was in '03. Right. Think about that. <laughs> he said that in '03, and then on 03, a seven-year run, he said, "You've never seen a nigga this." But good what's for this crazy long. is he wasn't lying. Yeah. Because DMX popped in '98. DMX was back out impersonating a cop by the time '03 came around. <laughs> right. Seriously. Biggie popped in 93. God rest his soul, Biggie was dead in 97. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Nas, you, Nas ain't had no crazy run up until that point. Like, Jay had a run that was unlike anything yeah, we ever Pop seen. popped in 92, was done by 96. He was dead in 96. Like, you just really never seen it. And that was in 03, which was at this point 19 years ago. Yeah. And he's still there in that spot. Like, you, you got to really, really fuck with that and respect yeah, he's that. produced, and in that... And in that pocket of that, from 04 forward, he's produced another very excellent album that people love. Four four four, they got a ton of mm-hmm. Grammy nominations. He I was crazy. About he produced a yes. good. He produced a good album in uh, Blueprint three. Three, like he's he's had his moments. People like uh, Everything Is Love with Beyonce. Like I'm gonna tell and you, he's had verses. More importantly, that's good what, moments. That's, that's where I'm going to go. Like, you listen to Encore on the Black Album. He says, you know, this hair, how you marry me back. You know, like, he was like, you know, I'm not dropping. You know, that was what the whole shit was supposed to be. But one thing he's done a very, very good job at is heightening the allure of featuring Jay-Z. 
to where it's like, I can't be in the field with y'all anymore. It's almost yeah. like the drug dealer from around the way who blows up. And then it's like, it's a big deal when he on the block. Right. That's what it's like with Jay and rap to me. Where it's like, I'm not supposed to be out here with y'all no more. Y'all out here day to day, ripping up and down the street and fucking but when hell I show up. But when I pull up, it's a holiday. Yeah, when I pull up in the boat tail. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and shut the and put the wings up and shut the corner down and pull out the picnic table out the back of the rolls. That's what Jay <laughs> has done. Jay has really heightened himself to where it's like, when I do come down to fuck with y'all, I'm not coming on no silly shit. Like, you look at Drug Dealers Anonymous. You look at What's Beef. I mean, uh, What's Free with me. You look at... Uh, the Devil's Alive with Ross. Yeah, but he did it last year on a, on a record. He had a crazy feature. Shit, he had neck and wrist this year. Neck and wrist. That's what I'm thinking about. Damn. Neck and wrist with Pusher. This summer's yeah. beat everybody up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you, even really back to like Go Crazy with Jeezy. And he's just been, just been doing That's one it. of my favorite verses. If I can't with 50. To re- like if you really just go through the progression of it. Like Jay got a feature every year, year and a half where you just like. Damn, Jay still might be the like, yeah. and he and the whole time he's not even focused on rap because he's you know doing shit in the bisco and you know <laughs> uh, yeah seriously all kinds of silly shit. But when he decided to come fuck with the rap shit, there's really no one who can get just that. Ridiculous. Especially when you boil it down to you know sixteen to eighty bars or whatever, it's like is he hard to beat, man? Especially yeah. when he got a he got to take that year, year and a half worth of thoughts and cram it into this one verse mm-hmm. of all these experiences, all this lifestyle shit, all these fucking business deals, like all this shit that I'm experiencing that I don't even believe that I'm experiencing. What verse was it where he said, my house bigger than yours, my spouse? Come on, man. What Was that what's free? Yeah. That was what's free. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the joint where he was like, keep it real with niggas, niggas ain't got my lady money. Ham. Ham. Yeah. Just shit like that. Where it's That just, started a whole yeah, thing. A whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all. Talking baby money. Yeah. I got your baby money. Kidnap your bitch, get that how much and, you and, want and your lady money. Even that joint when you look at Ham, he's like, fuck y'all mad at me for. Y'all don't even know what I've been through. I play chicken with a Mack truck. Y'all motherfuckers would have been moved. He was beefing with beans during that little time period. Oh, yeah, I played chicken with, with a, a Mack truck. truck. Y'all motherfuckers would have been moved. Yeah. Fuck wrong these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jay just, he perfect at just them subtle little drum. Like, you say, yeah, master. Yeah, we let y'all do the Zaza's. OG for the OGs. OGs. Like, it's just shit like you just always got to constantly just like, wait, what? What? Like, Kev said it best. There were a lot of, man, just cut the fucking song off moments. Listen yeah. to this shit. Because every 10 seconds, it's another one liner where you just like, wait, what? The New York niggas love they motherfucking OG, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. They love they OG. They was playing that shit out front of a barbershop in Yonkers. Niggas just in the middle of the street blocking traffic. <laughs> Listen, holiday, <laughs> hold, drop the verse, nigga. You ain't hear the verse? Get off the block, nigga. Yeah, like, come back when you heard it, yo. Uh, Bring your notes when you come back, nigga. Uh, yeah, that, it's... it's I, I, I thought neck and wrist was going to be... Ver- I, I still might have it as verse of the year. Just cause that that sapphire but, line to but, me was but nuts. the mass the, that's what I'm saying the 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 mass of the the totality yeah. of this it's it's very hard to beat man like I got lawyers like shooters working pro bono just cause I toss some m's like he just was talking shit the whole jump. it's a, it's a it's a very very tough song to beat man yeah it's like a rap lesson like it's like a rap lesson wrapped in a lifestyle lesson wrapped in like. 30 years of being that nigga. How do you feel about the Meek line? 
I loved it. Yeah. That's my favorite line from the joint because it's like, it's true. Him and Michael Rubin. <laughs> it's it, true. It's true. <laughs> like, him and Michael Rubin formed an organization essentially around Meek being wrongfully incarcerated and have freed 15, 16 people yeah. since then just off a of necessity of, like, what y'all doing to my man is wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, just on some shit like that. And it's just it's just one of the moments where it's like, yeah, he's not lying. You know what I mean? Like I said, 99% of the shit is, like, the true and living facts. Like, he he hoved it. Like, he was on some God body shit. The whole 80 bars. My cousin called me yesterday. He was like, yo, I don't even know how to count bars, but, like, I don't know how many that was. <laughs> like, I don't know how many that was. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of bars. I'm like, yeah, it's like 80. Like four and a half, five minutes of rapping. Yeah. And then John Legend just come in and put the put the sauce on that. Like, Not going to lie, I, I didn't listen to that. Like, no, stop. I kind of just off. turned it off. Yeah. Like. So with that in mind, it kind of brings me to another point that I want to talk about. Having nothing to do with Khaled album. But I had a tweet the other day and I said, the older I get, the more I realize why Jay tossed Dame and Biggs in the bushes. And it kind of yeah for Jay to toss De- Bigs in the bushes and still like big him up on songs is crazy. Yeah, what about <laughs> <laughs> that's about as good as it gets yeah. for you at this point. You know what I'm saying? But niggas will take that moment and parlay it into something because it's Jay Z. But it's like Dame has uh, he did an interview recently with Tony the Closer and he had an interview a few months ago with Earn Your Leisure and the clips are starting to like you know make the rounds or whatever the case may be and it's kind of like almost like highlighting. As smart as Dame is, as sharp as he is, I don't think that he kind of gets where we are in this present moment of the simulation and just doesn't understand certain things. I'm going to just go there and, you know, motherfuckers can get mad at me all they want. When Dame, Puffy, Master P, Irv Gotti, Suge Knight, and all of them came along in that 90s revolution of hip-hop, None of the older people understood what they was on. Right. None of the people at fucking Geffen, at Electra, all of these guys, they was just like, what the fuck are they? Yeah, what, they were what? forward thinkers. Right. Method Man still trying to figure it out. It's the, <laughs> it's the same exact shit now yeah. where you got Young Thug, P, Top Dog, this guy, that guy. Like, and they, Baby Gotti. Even down to the Carl Crawfords and the, all, like the, the DJ dramas. and All you got to get is one. Yeah. One. Let alone if you get two, nigga, it's over. It's, it's over. over. And they don't really understand because, like I said before, back in the day when when Dane Dash was at the helm and he signed Oskino and Beans and all, he signed them to be a rapper. So where it's like if you rap, you put out raps. And then, you know, eventually Dame and them had the fucking foresight to be like, yo, we could do movies and clothes. Yeah, we could do everything. product. We could do product. With this shit now is... It's all about brand and lifestyle where it's like you could be the biggest mom. Look at Meek. Meek legit like has not dropped music. Meek is consistently making a lot of fucking money. Yeah, 10 to 20 a year. He's on the Forbes list every fucking year. (laughs) Barely dropping because the music is almost like ninth now. His last album was his last album was last year. But his last album that had label support and a push and a rollout and all of that was 2018. Yo, and you look at it since that shit Meek has done. Boxer briefs, dirt bikes, fucking movies. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. 
It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It's just so much. Lids. It's lids. It's just so much shit that go on now. And a lot of those guys from back then, they're not where they are now, where they don't really understand, one, what connects to the culture. Look at NBA Youngboy. No one saw that shit coming. You know what I'm saying? And even still, like, I don't even think his label gets it. And that's why they kind of dropped the ball. And now it is like, just give me money. like we just give yeah, money. we just just open another budget. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, no, doing, <laughs> it's working. Like, he's number one every time he puts a fucking album out. And it's like, it's like that sort of thing. So it's like, it kind it kind of hurts because Dame was like kind of some like one of my idols. And it sucks to see him stick around long enough to where he reaches the point where he liked the executives when he was on the come up and he was hitting everything out the park where he doesn't get it. You know what I'm saying? It right. sucks to see it because he doesn't get a lot of shit. Like he made the comparison on the EYL uh, podcast, the assets over liabilities on revolt. He made this, he said that paid streaming doesn't work. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be bad. And he was basically like, he, he was basically saying like a uh, paid subscription wasn't streaming. Paid subscription model doesn't work. And I'm just like, and he used the example of Netflix. He was like, well, you got to have a sales team and this and this, and you got to be creating content. And every now and again, they got to, they got to, uh, they got to raise, they got to raise money and this and this and this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not understanding what's going on here. What they're doing is Netflix is building a content library from scratch because they're licensing for, you know, three months here, six months here, a year and a half there, whatever, whatever. But then they're also creating their own content library that now they are able to lease out that content to the cable networks and all of that shit. So you, as you go forward, you're going to continue to see, like Netflix has a whole integration deal with the number one cable subscriber in, in the world, mm -hmm. which is Xfinity Comcast, mm -hmm. which is also NBC. Like, I don't know if you, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm still in cable, but... <laughs> I remember from when I last had Comcast, you could connect to your Netflix yes. straight through the Comcast. They had, so now yeah. they've been subsidized mm -hmm. by the number one cable network in the world. So when you have good product behind your paywall, people will pay for it. The cable company will pay for you to have it for free right. because that's how much they believe in what's behind the fucking paywall. Yeah, we just kick them a couple of dollars every month. They open up their paywall to us while part of our subscription. Fuck it. It, you get it makes our network and our library more robust. It is crazy to think that some people really just like for being forward thinkers can just stop forward. Thinking. It just ends. Ain't that crazy? It just ends. Yeah. So he's like, it doesn't work. He was like, he was like free subscription works. And I'm like, he's like, Tubi is up 40% and blah, blah, blah. Netflix is down 40%. I'm like, you're not considering the facts of the matter, which is Netflix was down 40% in the temporary because they tried to raise the price while simultaneously taking away password sharing. So they did something that disturbed their own business model mm -hmm. that removed 40% from their bottom line in the short term. But over time, they have began to recapture and will recapture all that market share because you got to stick with your original brand ethics. And then you look at... Networks like um, HBO Max, Hulu, they're just killing it, P 
period. Yeah, because on the, on the strength, that's off of their creationism. Disney Plus is leading the fucking, uh, the profit drive for the overall company that is Disney so much that the CEO of Disney wants to shoot it off and make ESPN Plus its own thing and Disney Plus mm-hmm. its own thing, their own publicly traded companies because they're making so much money in their own right. They deserve to be recognized separately and have their own cash flow and have their own CEOs that report to the chairman or whatever of this shit. So to just arbitrarily say like paid subscription doesn't work when you have platforms like OnlyFans, when you have platforms like Patreon, that you have small creators like us that are making significant amounts of money, but then you have creators like Andrew Schultz, that's fucking making damn near a million dollars a month Shit, or something. Look at the girl that was on Dr. Phil. Oh, uh, Bad Baby. Catch Me Outside, yeah. girl. She just bought a fucking $7 million house. Exactly. From OnlyFans. From OnlyFans. Yeah. So to say that paid subscription doesn't work is like, that's a cop-out. Basically, what you what you are admitting is that my content is not good enough to make people stay after the free period. And I don't even think that he recognized that that's what he was admitting in that moment. But it just made me realize, like, oh, this nigga just doesn't get it anymore. And it's a it's an awful realization from somebody that, like, did so much for black culture and, and, and hip-hop culture. But academics made the comparison. He was like, all Dame had to do after the Rockefeller breakup in 03 was get four more artists to pop. And we never have to ask you about Jay-Z again. Right. He didn't do that. Right. He had currency. He had Wiz, he had Stolly, he had uh who else? He had like all the all those heavy on the Wiz. A lot of people don't even He know had that. all them niggas at yeah. DD one seventy two. He had uh Smoke Dizza, yeah. who's still his man or whatever. He had all these artists around. None of them would sign to him. And then even after Currency did a deal with him at Def Jam, they immediately broke the deal because of some shit that Dame did. So it's just like to have this situation where you're able to spot and recognize talent, but your business gets in the way every time yeah. and your business ethic and your behavior and how you conduct yourself and all of that fucks up the money every time. Yeah. We ain't got nothing else to talk to you about other than Jay Z because you might be having these little ma- micro wins here and there, but you haven't done nothing macro that compares to Jay's smallest deal. So when we sit down and talk to you, all people want to talk about is Jay-Z. <laughs> like, because yeah. there's nothing forward to t- really talk about. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like he had the partnership with Fox Soul. That seemed that dissolved after like three months. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you were you were part of the anchor of their television, of their programming. They were letting you put your programming on their television. He has good ideas. He had a show like about diabetes. He had a cooking show, all this other shit. But then you see like somebody like Trick Daddy that comes along with a cooking show on YouTube, totally independent. And that shit is like, it's everywhere. And he's pulling every guest just organically off relationships. But Dane burned so many fucking bridges. You don't have nobody to come on your cooking show to make it viable. You know what I'm saying? Because he just wants to keep all of the money and the revenue here. But it's like 100% of nothing is nothing. You got to do strategic partnerships all around the board. We're trying to do a fucking strategic partnership for this podcast to add equity and to add more value Mm -hmm. to the base. We have a baseline that I don't think we're ever going to go below. Mm -hmm. But if we partner with fucking Spotify or Revolt or whoever, whatever, Revolt allegedly just signed 24 podcasts to some various form of a deal. Short-term deals, long-term deals, uh, ad integration, whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. they did. 24 podcasts. It's like... We know what 
we can do with something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Even we, we, we got to sit Kevin. Uh, I, I was about to say Akbar, <laughs> but um, no, we got to sit Kevin and Ward down. And JP, collectively. Yeah, collectively. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, you you look at the landscape of what's going on, the podcast market is going to be $96 I'm saving Anwar's name now as Akbar. I like that more. <laughs> the educated brother, yeah. Kareem Akbar, the yeah, educated, educated brother, brother from the, from the, from the <laughs> Shout out, Anwar. So it's like, when, when you see all of these different, you know, things happening around industry, and it's like, you can't get no footing, that means that either you don't understand, and or is coupled with the fact that you got people around you that don't understand, or if they do understand, you're whittling them down to just being yes men and forcing them to, to agree with whatever you think is the right thing to do, but it's not working. Right. So at some point, you got to shift and you got to change your business ethic and um, the 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 brand statement of what you are and what you want to be. And Tubi is going subscription based next year. See what I'm saying? So his basis of his argument was paid subscription doesn't work. 2B is up 40%, da, 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 da. But they still got to take subsidy. So if I got to take subsidy, why not do so while making money in right. the process? If I'm Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to come a day where we see Netflix is going to be a trillion-dollar company. It's an inevitability because they were first to market and they produce better content than everybody else that's out there. Right. HBO Max, for all of their amazing shows, documentaries, movies, and all of that, they came in with a catalog. Boom. We don't got to create this because we already created it. We own it. We just monetize the back catalog. Mm -hmm. We don't got to pay to create this. We already have it. But then we do a licensing deal with Warner Brothers. We do a licensing deal with this one. We fucking give Issa Rae an unlimited budget to just produce shows because her show already was a massive hit with a shoestring budget. So we give you a robust budget now to do all this other shit and replicate what you did with Insecure. Mm -hmm. You got to partner with people. It can't be, it can be DDTV, but you can't be the only fucking face on every show, nigga. Yeah. Of course it don't work. Because if I hate you, <laughs> I can't get around you. <laughs> Soon as I pay for the fucking sign yeah. up for the John, the first 19 shows is you. Yeah. The first 24 movies is starring Dame Dash. I don't like you like that. I'm not here for you. So at some point, he got to take the, the time to step the fuck back and get some smart, young, innovative people around him and just let them be the creative force and empower them and really believe in it and shut the fuck up. Because the youth movement is leading the NFTs. The youth movement is with fucking pushed Bad Bath Beyond to 77.9% boost and fucking value mm -hmm. a, a day over a day. Because they understand the power they have and they know how to mobilize and move shit. So seeing all of this going on and you still stuck in your own like little Dame Dash bubble, but Jay is over here, partnered with this one, pop for 200. Oh, partnered with I this was one, watching this shit the other day about, it's crazy. about dating apps and how that shit came about. And Pete, did you know it was a woman that created Bumble? Yes. Yeah, and she's like filthy fucking filthy rich, rich, like billions of dollars yeah. now. Like, because yeah. she, made, she looked at the dating app market and said, what can I do different than everybody else is doing? Oh, the women got to choose. Yeah. The women got to pick. Sadie Hawkins. Women's got to choose. Yeah, Sadie Hawkins. And that know. one little switch shot her to the top of the fucking mm -hmm. charts. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that's a good breakdown. Shout out my man Mikey. Mikey um just fucking got approved for the app store for his uh dating app. NADA, not another dating app. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you got to do transformative shit. You got to create differentiation within your product. And if not, you got to market like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Dame is also a nigga that think, oh, I just post on the gram and that's it. It's like, no, nigga, yeah. you got to spend that money on marketing. Yeah. So it's like, if you have a good product, but nobody sees it, who gives a shit? 
Right. It just it just sucks to to for me to have to come to that realization realization that somebody that was so smart, so forward thinking, and all of that. But then you look back at it and you like, yeah, well, majority of it was done with corporate dollars. But you denounce corporations and corporate partnership every chance you get. So why would somebody give you any money? Yeah, Drake said, uh, meeting all your heroes, like seeing how magic works. Like, yeah, like as you get older, you realize like, and the crazy part is, I used to really like resent Jay. Because of the whole Jay and Dame split and just like, wait, y'all, y'all niggas, like you fucked up Rockefeller, nigga. Like the shit I grew up on, like the rock, like you really, nigga, you threw that in the trash. Like Dame was going to give you the the people. All he wanted was the masters from Reasonable Doubt. The fuck wrong with you? And then you realize like, and the the masters of Reasonable Doubt worth more than all this shit. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like you could have took, you could have bounced with the name, the brand. And the whole artist roster for one piece of work. And your stubbornness of feeling like he's taking something from me, fuck your whole life up. That's literally the definition of cutting off your nose to spite your face. Because you get so married. Sometimes it's people. And I'm, a, I'm guilty of this shit too. We get so married to the point that we forget what our original goal and the outcome that we wanted was. Right. Because you just trying to stand on some dumbass principle that nobody but you cares about. No, that's real. It's po- it's wasted energy. Mm-hmm. They've been at this shit for twenty years, bro. Rockefeller broke up in 03. It's twenty twenty two. It's been twenty years. He still got to talk about Jay Z in every piece of media that he does. Every time, yeah. Nick Cannon, EYL, twice, uh, Tony the Closer. Adam 22, like everything that goes viral from those interviews is something about him talking about Jay-Z. The no jumper clip was everybody know Jay-Z ain't shit. Like yeah. this John, the John Tony, the closer. Shit, yeah, man. I mean, that nigga backstabbed me. You know what I'm saying? I get emotional when I talk about it. It's like, and not to diminish his feelings. You're allowed to be hurt. But at what point do you just come to terms with what went on and just move the fuck on? The man shouted you out in his rock and roll hall of fame speech. Like he gave you the, that was your moment to take the ball and run with it. A rapper going to take a line. Gigs is, is currently monetizing. I see a lot of hoving gigs right now. Right. Because that means something. That's cult. Me talk about culture currency all the time. Mm-hmm. That's culture currency. Take the shit and create an opportunity for yourself. But if you can't get out your own way and you're going to still come in the room as Dame Dash from Rockefeller, you get the fuck out. (laughs) We don't want to deal with it. We want to deal with the new improved Dame Dash. Him and Adam 22 had, look at where Adam 22, Adam 22 from No Jumper, which he can be an asshole in his own right, but he just bought a $5 million fucking facility and converted it to all creative space for No Jumper. Yeah, I've seen that shit. That shit is crazy. Him and Dame had an agreement to do a partnership. They was going to do a co-branded podcast and almost like merge networks like three years ago. The shit dissolved in two months. They did two podcasts. Best believe me, Hove mentioned us. We running with it. I'm running. Listen, Nigga. you heard Hove say. Yeah, yeah. Hove get on that. I can't believe that I'm not number one on lists. Them podcast boys, the realest, knowing damn well Hove exists. <laughs> Nigga, that's that's the opening joint. <laughs> that, that's gonna be our bio. That's the first Nigga, line of the bio. Yeah, them podcast boys. <laughs> Real shit. The title of every email that I send to the network is gonna be as per Jay Z's line <laughs> <laughs> on so and so record, like. You gotta you gotta take your wins, man, and and turn that shit into in the in the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, real shit. But that was a very good breakdown. Thank you. Yeah, that was very good. 
I thought about this a lot. Yeah, man. We talked about it. (laughs) We talked about it. All in all, though, uh, it's weird. I was saying the other day, like, I really like a Khaled album. What the fuck is the world going on? What's going on? Because I like the album. I played played it a lot. I like a lot of shit. I like the joint with Jada. I like Staying Alive. Like I said, Party's probably my favorite joint. Um, The beautiful joint. Oh, the joint with... uh, Fuck. I hate that I, like, can't remember the nigga name right off the top. Because I was playing that shit a lot the other day. Oh, with Nardo Wick, it ain't safe. Yeah, That's I my like man. that joke. Like, I love Nardo I, I Wick, with man. That song. Like, it's a good album. Uh, Twenty One Savage is always 21. 21, 21, 21, 21. 21 is Yo, like, funny as shit the other day. Twenty One is like the modern day Method Man. He's just so on I, it, I, like on the beat. I came, I came time. in the crib and I was like, uh, "You a pussy?" Like you know, you just be rapping and shit. And I was like, "You a pussy?" Spin the block twice, like it ain't nowhere to park. Smack the backside of his head like he barked. And Lee was like, y'all been meaning to ask, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, yo, it's funny. Because I did ask the other day, was thinking to myself, like, yo, 21 Savage, an old nigga. Because that's an old reference. Right. I'm like, that's Bart Simpson shit from, like, back in the right. day. And I'm like, that was, like, the early 90s when he, when he used to smack Bart in the back of the head. <laughs> I was like, that's a real old. Because I'm like, ain't 21 Savage supposed to be, like, young? That nigga 30. Yeah, I'm like, I'm thinking he like a young boy. I'm like, he can't be if he was watching Talk about Nelson. Yeah, Nelson, this shit right. Exactly. Smack the backside of his head like he barked. But I'm like, yeah, that's some Simpson shit from back in the day. Do y'all want to talk about this 50 worst rappers list? Uh, okay. So there was a list that came out the other day. It was uh, it was basically like, you know, a, a tr- a, kind of like a troll slash like, hey, look at my page post. They came from a page with like 300 followers okay. or whatever. Sounds about right. So 50 worst rappers list of all time. Number one was Silk the Shocker. Number two was Lil Yachty. Which I resent. I, res- I resent Lil Yachty also. Lil Yachty can rap. Uh, number three was Master P. Number four, OJ the Juice Man. Lil Flip, Lil Pump, Smoke Perp. 6ix9ine, Gutta Gutta, Sean Diddy Combs, Waka Flocka Flame, I resent that also. Coiler Ray, Birdman, which is, Birdman is the, is the, what Birdman is is the best corny rapper of all time. I don't even think he's the best corny rapper. I think he's, because he's not corny. Because Birdman talking that shit. Talking that shit. It's just his voice. I think what it is is the fact that we know it was, we, it got to a point where we was only listening to him because Wayne was so hot yeah. that we listened as we consumed. Because think about it. When you heard Birdman on Bling Bling, Birdman said that shit off. But then you look back at, like, what happened to that boy. That was an instant. Like, Birdman was putting out dope shit. Yeah. But then when Wayne hit his hot streak and was like, no, uh, daddy hopping on everything. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck is happening? To the point where you looked up and Birdman was on ev- Birdman was on We Taking Over yeah. for no reason. <laughs> oh, you need Wayne uh- yeah, it come with me. It come with me. <laughs> it's 200 for Wayne, but I'm free. Yeah, I'm free. You know what I'm saying? But I got to be on it. <laughs> Buy one Wayne, get the Birdman for free. Buy one Wayne. That's funny. <laughs> Buy one Wayne, get the Birdman free. <laughs> no, that's real shit. And I think the oversaturation of Birdman is what drove us up a wall. Yeah. But Birdman be talking that yeah, shit. Lil Flip was hot, too. Man. And Lil Flip could freestyle yeah, for hours like, I, like, honestly, to this the, day. The list is just... It's, it's a junk it's, list. It's stupid. And then when, it's like, when you start getting into, like, Future's on the list. Like, Suck My Dick. Yeah. Like, Future's on the list. Oh, yeah. Uh, Easy E is on the list. Suck My Dick. NBA Youngboy was number 50. Suck My Dick again. Like, this is... Young Thug. This is, like, this is a ridiculous list. You know what I'm saying? French Montana has a diamond record. 
Right now. Right now. <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> Shout out to French Montana, man, for, uh, uh, what's the name of the record? Uh, Unforgettable. Unforgettable. Unforgivable. Unforgettable. Yeah. And you are unforgettable. What's unforgivable? I don't uh, a cologne Calvin by Calvin Klein. I don't know. No, that's the bull on YouTube. The unforgivable ain't that him? The bull that was in black and white talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I'm thinking about. You stupid bitch. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> he used to be fucking in the woods. You stupid bitch. Yo, PNB Rock remixing to me to hit off of it. That's yes. how big of a song. Yeah, it was. but yeah, like I saw Sylvia gave him the plaque the other day for the mm-hmm. Diamond John. It's just like yo, like. French really out here building like schools in Africa and shit like yeah. He got the fucking Global Citizen Award. Yeah. French like uh uh Nate Dog. Right. We need French on the hook. And French is low-key one of the best ARs in hip hop because he knows how to put niggas in the right spot the right all the time. Yeah. French is the detective tutuola of rap. Like Ice T on SVU. <laughs> right, right. Like he just always right there. Right time. Ain't, ain't nothing about him. Ain't no stories <laughs> about him. But he just right there when he need to be there. At the like, right time with the white yeah. line. <laughs> we got we got Liv. We got Stabler. We got Amaro. We got Rollins. And then it's Ice T with a line or two every now and then. Like he ain't got no story. But he's just yeah, a great th- character. Th- this list was ridiculous. Lil Uzi was on the list. Like Cardi B. Gunna is on the list. Like. Suck my dick again. Yeah, the internet like, is a strange place. I saw somebody the other day posted a picture of JT and uh, Uzi, and the caption was like, I love their relationship because it shows that the hood chick who's in the mix will fuck with a goth, corny, alternative nigga. And I'm like, Uzi... Uzi's runs from with, Francisville. Yeah, Uzi runs with Kim. I'm He's like, with what? all gangsters. <laughs> it's <laughs> unlimited gangsters around him. Niggas from Chicago. Oh, uh, yeah, the internet is so fucking funny, man. <laughs> Pitbull has over 100 million singles worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Pitbull one of the biggest artists ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Flo Rida was on the list. They, it was a tie. Flo Rida and Pitbull was on the same line. Flo like, Rida still gets 100K a show. For now. Yeah. And he do concerts. He, I mean, he do... 20, 30,000. He don't do amphitheaters. Let me tell you, I was signed Flo Rida and Pitbull today. Right, right now. You know what I'm saying? With the biggest smile ever yeah, in the press conference. Flo Rida might got two diamond singles. Yeah. I know he got one. One diamond worldwide. I know Florida it's, was I know, I know it's so more than 10 million worldwide, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I don't for know sure. if it did in America, though. But That's yeah, this, this, this list was based upon, there was a, 09, a 2019 list, rather, that came out, and it had some of the same rappers on it, but... Um, it's it's like had some changes. So number one on Fifty Words Rappers from nine, 2019 was Magoo. Low <laughs> eighty million records worldwide. Yeah, no. If I sell if I sell anything over life, if I sell over three million records, I can't be the corniest rapper. Like anything over three million is like I can't be on the worst rapper list because I was successful. But yeah, Twenty One Savage was on the 2019 list. This was this is like that those weird like generational times where it's like motherfuckers is just like trying to revolt against the machine, like when rap start changing and then niggas is trying to push that real hip-hop shit on people and it's niggas with them hats. You know what I'm saying? The bombatomically niggas, like, y'all are annoying, man. Like, except that you are a part of a niche market of hip-hop and just let that be that. The bombatomically got a hit out for you. <laughs> All right, so Flo Rida's Get Low was the most downloaded song of the 2000s. <laughs> Let's just go there. It was the most downloaded song of the 2000s. Billboard ranked it as the number three song of the decade. 
It was number one for 10 weeks, which was the longest number one of that year in 2008. And to date, it is 36 times platinum around the world. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that. So there's that. <laughs> it's 36 times platinum around the world. Yeah, Florida ain't got to spit times, another verse for you niggas ever. Three times platinum in Australia, five times platinum in Canada, five times platinum in Denmark, five times platinum in Germany, five times platinum in Italy, Two times platinum in Japan, two times platinum in New Zealand, platinum in Switzerland, two times platinum in the UK, diamond in America, so there goes that, and uh, another three million in Venezuela. I don't know what they was doing down there. That yeah, part. you know I'm the hottest nigga yeah, in Venezuela. Yeah, I'm the hottest nigga in Venezuela. <laughs> if technically, if dreams and nightmares don't come out, that's still the sports anthem. Ain't that crazy? Get low is nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Nah, no flow rider say. And what a lot of people don't know is flow was like a bars rapper at first. He was signed to Po Boy. Yeah, he was like a rapping ass nigga, and it just didn't work. And he was just like, man, fuck that. Like, I'm just gonna do the Nelly shit. Like, low, low is the debut single from Flow Rider. The song peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. It features T Pain, an American singer and rapper, from the former's debut studio album Mail on Sunday. It also was featured on the soundtrack to 2008 film Step Up to the Streets. The official remix was release featuring Pitbull, that song is four times flat. So there goes it's that. 40 times flat. So, so we 40 back. times flat. Alright. Oh, y'all hate Pitbull? Watch this. <laughs> Good job. Get another four mil. Like, dog. That's crazy. Yeah, these lists are stupid, but they travel and they, you know, they hit their intended target because people talk about the shit and all of that. But these lists are stupid because, you know, music is subjective and people just want to like what they like. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, people... But the problem is people make these lists like they some form of, like, authority figure or whatever the fucking case may be. And they... I um, keep it a buck with y'all, man. Like, really at this point in life, all, like, 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 you know, word to Jay-Z, neck and wrist don't lie. Like, at this point, it's, like you say, the victor goes to spoils. It's about success. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll take Flo Rider all day over a lot of other artists. Like, like as far because as... Because that can super duper Like, rap. if I had to pick a career, I would take Flo Rider over being Royce the 5'9". You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I get a chin strap tonight. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Two Bugattis and a fucking beachfront house in Miami? I right, listen. We do it tonight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Come on, Bob. Yeah, go get that bitch with the map about him. <laughs> we shoot a video tonight, man. We'll do this shit at the garden. <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. Do that shit. Bring the red camera out. Venezuela. God damn. But yeah, fuck them lists, man. Yeah, the lists lists are are garbage, man. So we've reached the part of the show um, where I just sit back and smoke hookah and just let Matt get his shit off. Oh, yeah, Uh, yo. I'm going to be waiting for Yo, listen, man. Fuck the W. I'm going to start. Matt and Lee versus the W of Philadelphia. Yo, listen. Y'all have been to W's, right? Yes. We've seen W's that are decent, W's that are trapped out. Yes. Right? The Atlanta Midtown Jones. Comes to mind. Yeah, it's pretty trapped <laughs> It out. comes right to mind. Hollywood Joan ain't too far off. Oh, that Joan in Hollywood? No. You will get smoke out yeah, there. Yeah, that Joan. That and the Lowe's in Hollywood. Yeah. They shot Young Dolph in the ass yeah, at the Lowe's yeah. Valet. Yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Prime time. Times Square is beautiful. Yeah. And they give you a free shot. Yeah. Times Square Jones pretty decent. But we and the crazy part was we talked about it last week, like how bad the valet is at the joint. Because, you know, we've 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 you know, you've dealt with it. You've seen little silly shit. I didn't know just how ridiculous it was until I started posting about my experience the other night and had so many people just bombard me with their testimonial to what happened. I'm just like, oh, I got off easy then. You know what I'm saying? No, look before I cut cut you off. 
my friend, she has a Wrangler. Uh-huh. I told her, listen, leave the doors on and check out my man's story <laughs> before you go. Because she was going to a pool party the next day. Yeah, dog. Like, Look at my man's story and leave your doors. Dog, that shit is real. So, long story short, well, I guess we can go into the Spielberg version. Yeah, long story long. Yeah, long story long. I uh, booked the room at the W. I used some credit card points from my Marriott Bonvoy, whatever, whatever. It was 60,000 points for the night, right? So I was on the tip like, yo, it was Lee's birthday. We was going to be downtown. I had a spa thing for her. We was going out to eat. I'm like, it would just be easier to just be downtown. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, why be all the way up King O'P? I could just be downtown. Boom, we booked the room at the W, 60,000 points. Hit them up. Yo, you got any upgrades available? They say, let me see. Whoop de whoop, send me an email back. Great news. We can upgrade you to a corner suite with the big panoramic view. Okay, great. Really appreciate that. Cool. Show up at 3 o'clock. In my mind, I'm like, yo, this is what I planned. I'm like, yo, <laughs> the spa shit, you had to be there at 4 o'clock. We get there at 3, put our stuff in the room. If you want to eat something real quick for the spa, you know, can do that. whoop de whoop 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 Come down. Get the car. Go to the spa. I'll drop you off. I was like, yo, I'm not even going to go back to the hotel just because I don't want to have to go through the process of putting a car in the valet just to get the car out. Just to, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, I'll drop you off. I'll go to Suplex on South Street. I'll go here. I'll go there. Do my little run-to running around. around. Right. So check into the hotel. We check into the hotel. We get on the elevator. First thing she says is like, where's the pool at? I'm like, the pool on seven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so as the elevator door is closed and a hand comes in the elevator, opens the door. It's three bitches, literally no clothes on in the lobby. Not. Titties out, tattoos everywhere. You know what I'm saying? They all look tough. I'm like, <laughs> they going to seven. I'm like, seven, right? So <laughs> I'm hitting them say y'all going to seven, right? So Jay like, yeah, yeah, we going to the pool. We turning ah, You know how they be. So we get to seven, the door opens. You can hear the nigga commotion in the hallway, right? And you know nigga commotion sounds like Asian commotion, Caucasian. None of that shit sounds like African-American yeah. Philadelphia commotion. Yeah, nigga motion. Nigga motion. <laughs> so she, you can hear all the shit. She's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, that's the corridor to the pool. That's how that shit sounds. You know what I'm saying? So whatever. We get upstairs, put our shit down. Woo, woo, woo. She like, yeah, I want to eat something real quick, but not nothing heavy. I'm like, oh, well, let's go to, to Dolce real quick. You know what I'm saying? Get something at the bar. You know what I'm saying? Woo, 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 woo. Now we come down. We get to the bar. I got the valet ticket in my hand, right? 116443. That's my number. You know what I'm saying? It say, text this number with your number. We'll get the car. Boom. So it say 15 minutes at max 30, right? So she got to be at the joint at 4 o'clock. Check in for the spot. We're black. We're not, Af we're not like niggas. We're African-Americans, yeah. so we be on time for shit. Y'all are very punctual. Yeah, we be on time for shit. So we got to be there at 4 o'clock. So my thinking is like, yo, it's 310, right? If I order the car at 320, at the latest, it will show up as 350, right? Because we downtown and yeah. shit is cracking, people checking in and out. I ain't no, you know, yeah. I'm gonna do the right thing. I send a text at 320, right? So we sitting there. We both ordered appetizers and some drinks. We sitting there waiting for our food. 320, I ordered a car. 310, I mean 325, 330, 315, car pulls up. Prompt. Said 15 minutes, he pulled up in about 13. I see the car sitting there. He looking around, whatever. I open the door. I'm like, yo, it's us, whatever. We just waiting for our food. He's like, okay, cool. Take your time the car out here. Okay, great. That valet experience was pretty good. Now, turn around to Dolce. We sitting there, 335, 340, 340. like, yo, where the fuck is the appetizer? So the boy, wait, I'm like, yo, uh, what's up with the appetizers we was waiting on, whatever. He was like, oh, let me go see. He go to the, to the kitchen. He in the kitchen. He come out the kitchen with no plates. Already, I'm like, this, this is good. a bad job. He comes over, was like, yeah, uh, I forgot to put it in. 
Y'all was so, texting us a little bitch. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I forgot to put it in. So uh, you want me to put it in now? I'm like, no, nah, nigga, we got to leave. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for nothing. <laughs> what the fuck? So already I'm like irritated. Boom, we leave. She just grabbed something real quick, drop off at the spa. Everything was cool with that. The spa apparently at the written house is supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be very, she was like, it was very good. The service, everything was. Yeah, when able. everybody makes six figures, it's easy to have a good experience. <laughs> yeah, she, the, she, she was like, it was excellent. It was an excellent experience. Cool. I go do my little running around, whatever, whatever. I come back, scoop her up. Now, this is where the shit gets a little silly, right? Come back to the W at the valet. Now, we get back to the, to the hotel at 6.15, right? 6.15. Our dinner reservation, mind you, keep in mind, is at 9.30 at Amina, right? Have you been to Amina yet? Not yet. I haven't either. Because of, because unfortunately. Of this. Yeah. Right. Dinner at 9.30. It's 6.15. Pull up. Valet the car. Uh, shout out to the guy with the hand tats. I don't know his name. Tall, light-skinned. Oh, that's my man. Uh, my man, Ty. Ty? Yeah. Okay, shout out, Ty. He's very cool. He don't even work the valet, but since they on bullshit, he come and help out, help out with yeah. motherfuckers. Like, he's all over the place in the W. He be at the pool. He be upset. He be all over. Shout out to him. And shout out to the guy. I think his name was Enray, Enron, Enrail, some shit. Some guy. He's at the counter. He was cool, too. Shout out to both of them. Everybody else, fuck them. Valet the car. It's 6.15. Go the fuck upstairs. Now, we go up there, and I don't want to go to the pool. Because I've, I've, I've been there. You know what I'm saying? She's, and I'm trying my hardest to not go to the pool. Yeah, take a little nap before we go to dinner. You want to take a nap later? <laughs> <laughs> right. You ain't tired? You know, I know that spa got you yeah. resting. You know what I'm saying? So, boom. She was like, no, let's go to the pool. Let's whatever, whatever. All right, cool. We throw our shit on, come down to the pool. Have you been to the pool at the W? One time. Cat birthday party. That was it. You know what's interesting about this? You've been to the pool. Have you stayed at the W? That's the that's the problem. You don't realize it till you stay in there that it's like, yo, anybody can just be at the yeah, pool. Niggas just can roll up. Just at the pool. Like they just out there, John. It was a nigga out there with a dicky set. Like this ain't even pool. I tell yeah, you. My man texted me yeah. some holes. <laughs> some thing down there. Yeah. Just pull up. Left the block. You know yeah, man? My young boy working a shift. I got I got a haircut at 630. <laughs> I got bed down. Like <laughs> niggas just at the pool. You go to the pool, and this is my biggest thing. Y'all got one pool. You only got one. It's literally one pool. Like, you've been to Epic in Miami. It's five pools. Right. You know what I'm saying? Three for residences, one for the club level, one for everybody else. Like, it's five pools. Y'all got one pool, and the pool ain't much bigger than, like, a jacuzzi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a very meager pool. It's a meager, meager accommodations <laughs> yeah. as far as the pool, right? But here's the thing. Y'all have an adult environment around the pool. You know why? You got cabanas that you can rent. You got bottle service. You got music blasting. So you're creating an adult environment. Why are there kids with flotation devices on their elbows in the pool? <laughs> exactly. Why? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. This the is, two this, don't even mix. This is not. This is no brand alignment. Dog. We get on the elevator. Mind you, we on the 41st floor. We get on the elevator. We coming down. We get on at 41. It's five, four white women on the elevator. Already, like they coming from a higher floor or whatever. They got on gowns, like white. Like you could tell they on their way to like some Save the Owls convent. One of the, you <laughs> right. know, some shit white people go to in the evening. You know what I'm saying? Peter Festival. Yeah, some Peter Festival because they had on gowns and shit. So we step on the elevator. They like, hey, how you doing? We like, hey, what's going on? Going on. We go down the next floor. We get the 39. The door open. Chick come on the pool. I mean, come on the the, the elevator. She got on a bandana across her titties. Like a bandana with a string behind it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not making this up. Uh, 
like a bandana. She got on a thong bikini and no shoes, and she's soaking wet. So apparently, clearly, she done got out the pool and came upstairs or whatever, but she don't got no shoes on, ass cheeks. Like, and then she stepped on the drone was like, my bad, y'all, and tried to cover her ass cheeks with her hands. And it's like, sis, we can see everything but your asshole. You have on a, a G-string. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it's just like, you can see the white woman's face like, the hell? You know what I mean? You're like, so, where the fuck am I at? Right. So, of course, you know she going back to seven. So, we get to seven, door open. She step off. Lee walk off. I walk off. The, the white woman was like, have a nice evening. I'm like, please take me with y'all. <laughs> please. I'll, I'll donate to a tiger sanctuary. <laughs> please take me with y'all. I like owls. Like, real shit. Because I know y'all about to go have a nice mile. I think the kids season. in Ethiopia don't yeah, get enough uh, funding. <laughs> Whatever yeah. the cause is, I agree. Yeah, I want to build libraries and check some market. Please take me with you. Like, I know y'all about to have a calm, nice evening. You know what I'm saying? We go to the pool. You out there. And I mean, like, it's just like niggerness. It's like you see one cabana. It's a chick sleep in the cabana, damn near naked. Like, she tore the fuck up. Just like too much of the Casamigos. She faded upside down sleep on the bench, on the on the like how Kev was at the joint with us, but it's cool because he a guy, no karate. Exactly. <laughs> this ain't no you a half naked chick with no martial arts skills. Nigga take full advantage. Yeah, yeah, like you need to get yourself up. And then it's kids running around too while they twerking and they drunk and and I'm just like yo the dynamic of this is crazy. We was in the pool. It was like four chicks in the pool that at the end with us and they was cool. We was talking whatever whatever. The little girl like slipped off of the joint almost fell in the damn pool like she hit the deck hard as shit. Her parents didn't even peek because they was like on the whole other side like yeah. toasting to the good life and whatever the fuck they was doing. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, this shit is nuts. You know what I'm saying? And she like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ready to go. I'm like, yeah, let's go the fuck upstairs, get ready for the night. So, boom, we get out, dry off, go upstairs, whatever, whatever. I had ordered a bunch of shit down there. Like, we was drinking, like, the, the lemon drops because, you know, that's the new nigga drink of choice. Yeah. We drinking those and pizzas, whatever. I charged it to the room, which I didn't pay for. Had I known, I would have charged every fucking yeah. thing to the room. Let me get a bottle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, uh... We go back upstairs. We go up there. Like I said, our dinner reservation is at 930. You know what I'm saying? It's about 8 o'clock, right? Boom. She up in the shower. I'm in the shower. We changed. She was dressed very fast. And, and, and it was it was funny. She, she had a night because she already had her, like, you know, when we have any birthday dress yeah. or whatever. She was dressed. Looked great. I, and I was like, damn, I figured it out. Because I was like, yo, you, you got dressed in, like, five minutes. She was like, well, yeah, I knew what I was wearing or whatever. And I'm like, I figured it out for the house. When it's time to go somewhere, I got to remove all her clothes from her closet <laughs> down to one outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. You know, because she never get dressed this fucking fast. So, boom, she get dressed. I get dressed. Now, again, like earlier, yo, valet, 15 minutes, max 30, right? Our reservation, 930. So I'm thinking like, yo. It's five minutes away. It's literally, we on Broad and Chestnut. It's on First and Chestnut. So I'm like, if, at, if we get the car at 920, good. we're good. So I send the text for the car at 8.40, right? 8.40. I'm like, yo, that give y'all more than enough time. I ain't even put my shoes on, whatever. Right. I send the text. I get the text back. Yo, your car be ready in 15 minutes. Okay, great. Put my shoes on, roll up my little lemon haze. You know what I'm saying? We out the door, right? We slide. We get on the elevator. We go down to like the 30s 
or were they already on? I think they were already on the elevator. We the elevator doors open. It's the girls that we were in the pool with. Okay. So they like, oh y'all don't got dressed up. Ah, where y'all going? And we like, oh we going to Amina. She like, oh you gonna love it? I've been to Amina twice. They got the best this, that, and the third. Make sure you get that. They was cool. They was on, but yeah, they was yeah. all cool. And you could tell they all just like, cause the one girl was a teacher. One, they was cool as shit. Yeah. So boom, pay attention to this. We all go down to the lobby. We all get off the elevator. We all walk out to the valet. The girl hands the guy her valet ticket. Here you go. You can get my car. So I've text for my car. So there's nothing for me to say or do with the yeah. valet because I already got information in my car on the way. Boom. She give him the ticket. They like, okay, we on it. So boom, we stand in there. While we stand in there, this little chick comes out real, real ghetto. She comes out. She's, real, real she starts snapping to the boy immediately like, yeah, um, I lost my ticket and I need my car. So like, what we gotta do about that? And then he's just like, huh? And she like, yeah, I, don't, I lost my ticket, but I need my car. Like, what would, like, you know how the bitches yeah. be with that head popping and talk? And he was just like, uh, go, go to the to the manager at the desk and see if they, cause I can't really do nothing without a ticket. Like, see, and she like, oh, y'all about to put me through a bunch of bullshit. Then he like, sis, you lost your ticket. Yeah. So I'm kind of talking with him like. Yeah, that was kind of nuts. You know what I'm saying? He like, man, all day, bro. Like, all day. I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of wild. As that happens, another chick comes out, same John. And she even more ghetto than the last chick. She was like, yeah. I don't. So we have escalating ghettoness. Yo, so she, from, she come right out. Um, I need something on my car and I don't got my ticket. So is you going to go down there? Like, <laughs> that's just how she is. And I'm standing there like, what the fuck? I see my face. So she, he said, same joint. Yo, go talk to the manager at the desk. See if they go, you did. I can't really do no how to take a boom, but all right, cool. The manager comes out, was like, yeah, they both checked in. Da, da, da. Um, I'm going to write down their Jones, whatever, whatever. So you can let them know what car it is, whatever, whatever. Okay, cool. The chicks we come out with, their car comes up. Mm-hmm. Little odd because I'd sent a text for my car. Long ago. Long ago. They came out with me and gave you a ticket. Now they cars pulling up. They like, y'all have a good night. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to you. Whatever, whatever, whatever. They hop in the car. They leave. The first little ghetto chick, her car comes up. So now I'm uh, just like. It's getting, getting weird. You can see it starting like me and Lee starting to look at each other like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, the second, the other real ghetto chick, her little beat up car pulled the fuck up. So I'm just like, all right, yo. Like, so I turn to the boy. I'm like, yo, um. I sent a text, you know what I'm saying? 116443, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to remember that number forever. Yeah. I'm like, 116443, um, I got the confirmation, but like, I'm seeing other people get their cars that like came after us. Two chicks, they didn't even handle get them ticket. They got their cars. What's going on? He's like, oh, yo, bro, we short staff tonight. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> where, about- <laughs> where is the fucking Beamer, bitch? I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about how short staffed you are. If, if I was first in line and other people are getting service, just by proxy, they have jumped me in line. Ain't got nothing to do with how short you is. He's like, no, nah, but bro, like all these cars are here, they gotta go to the lot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, well, get in one of them. <laughs> and go get come break back with mine. With with the green beamer. You know what I'm saying? So he like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really go down there because, like, I, I'm in the podium. Like, I, my job is the podium. I, can, I don't really go down to the this, lot. This, this little square right yeah, here, that's me. Because I do the podium. I don't really <laughs> go down there. He like, you can go down there if you want. I'm like, I'm not going any fucking where. Yeah. Like, why would I? Why would I pay thirty six dollars for valet to walk and go get my vehicle? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Uh, right. So Lee starting to like. You could see it like the, yo, like you know, come on, like, I got this dress on, like we, you know, something got shaped. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So now it's about, 
It's about 9.15. We've been out there now since about 8.45, right? So it's about a half an hour. So I'm just like, yo, like this, something about this just isn't feeling right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, call down to the lot. Like, where is the lot? He's like, it's in Center Square or whatever. I think it's underground or whatever. Oh, they using that lot? Right. So I'm just like, oh, the lot nigga. we know all about, shout out to who you know. who. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just like, call, call, call down there and figure out what's going on. So he called on the phone. I stepped off to the side because the, the manager from the hotel came out to like talk to him or whatever. So he on the phone, like, yo, man, big man out here snapping, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? So he turned to me, like, yo, what kind of car is it? And I'm like, what the fuck do that matter? <laughs> if I'd say 116-443 and you got the, the, the ticket, ticket is attached to the car. And you got the confirmation, like, you know, like, so I'm like, it's a green M4 drop top. And he was like, all right. He like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, it's about to come up, dog. I'm like, all right. But like another five or six minutes pass, and I'm just like, yo, now it's like 922. Yeah. Our reservation, 930. It's like 922, 923. So I'm just like, yo, this shit ain't like, and he could feel me like, like, like with that. Yeah. So he called again, but he, I guess he don't peep that I peeped him on the phone. So he like, like whispering, he like the green John. You don't see the green John? Like where the green John at? Like no, the green, it's, the, it's a green convertible. You don't see the green John? So I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Got on a date. <laughs> so I come over, I'm like, yo, cuz, like, what's going on? Like, we gotta figure this shit out. This nigga looked me in my eyes and was like, bro, we should take an Uber. I I swear to God. And that was when it was just like, wait, what? Did y'all see my face again? <laughs> I, I was like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, like we can get you an Uber so that you don't miss your 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 John and we'll have it all straightened out when you come back. I'm like, no, the fuck you won't. <laughs> that's, like, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. I'm like, no, nigga, we straightened this shit I'm out give right you now. Two more hours on I'll, top of the I'll, hour I gave you to figure no, this shit out. I'll go to Wawa. We gonna figure this <laughs> shit out right the fuck now. What the fuck are you talking about? So when he say that, Lee spaz. Lee's like, I'm calling the cops. Fuck that, because that car stolen. Something the fuck ain't right. I walk inside because I'm like, I can't even talk to this nigga right now. I come yeah. into the manager. So the manager, the white chick, come to me. She was like. Yeah, they're just trying to figure out what's going on. I think I could walk down there and try to figure out what's it. I'm like, well, somebody better walk somewhere and figure something out because I'm not going no motherfucking yeah. where. So now it's 9.30. Nine, it's probably like 9.32. So the, the dinner reservation was 9.30. We're still standing in front of the W. We came down here at 8.45. It's 9.33. So now the manager of the fucking parking joint comes up. Mind you, he kept saying his name that wasn't a white guy. It was yeah. clearly a black person. Like, I'm not going to say the name, but it was clearly... Black, the yeah. name he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Then this white guy pops up, and he's like, yeah, I'm the manager of the job. I'm just like, no, you not. Because the <laughs> motherfucker he was talking to was not you. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, uh, the issue is they misplaced the key. The car is there. He's like, I can show you the car. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, show me. Okay, how you going to show me the car? He pulled his phone out and showed me a picture. Yeah, go right there. You know what I'm saying? I took that before I came up here. <laughs> That's your proof right there, big man. <laughs> Y'all are on nut shit right now. You know what I'm saying? That's the red house calling me now. I'm like, y'all on nut shit. Like, this isn't making any fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? So the other bull pulls up. Now it's three of them standing in front of the valet. So I'm like, yo, what the what is happening? Because it's like nobody's really doing anything. Yeah. And he was like, 
bro, like, like I'm like, we short staff, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I like, I'm like, how many people are working tonight? He's like, it's four of us. And I'm like, okay, so it's three of y'all standing here. Then the car pulls up, another valet nigga in it. I'm like, okay, so all four of y'all, y'all are right here. here. Yeah. Who's in the lot? Because if all four of y'all are here and the manager here, who's in Nobody's the lot? Nobody's in the lot. No one has anything to fucking say. So I'm like, yo, listen, halt everything y'all doing right now. Fuck all these tickets. Fuck all these people that are pulling up. Go find the fucking keys to whatever the, do whatever the fuck y'all got to do. Go get the fucking car and bring it here. Now. Like, seriously, Take now. every key with you. Do whatever the fuck car. you got to do. Go find the fucking keys and bring that car here, yo. Boy, like, man, I don't, like, he on the phone. He like, no, because he yelling at me, and it's just like he tripping, and it's like, no, nigga, I'm not tripping. Y'all are clearly fucking yeah. up. You know how I know? I've been standing here for an hour. I've already missed my dinner reservation yeah. fucking with y'all. So then the manager of the hotel, like the big manager, he comes out. He was like, listen, sir, I, I understand what's going on. You know, this, we've had little issues and shit going on. But listen, I don't want to ruin the night. I'm like, the night fucking ruined, dog. Like, yeah. I've been out here for an hour. I'm sweating and shit. Like, she snapped. She like, I'm not staying here. Like, I don't even want to stay here. Like, I don't even feel good about this fucking place yeah. no more. Like, I'm cool. She go upstairs, get all the fucking bags and shit. She come down. She got on tights and her hair wrapped. I'm like, oh, God damn. You know what I'm saying? You got a rumble. <laughs> she come the fuck down. So finally... After about, at this point now, it's about 9.50. The car pulls up. I see it pull up while I'm standing at the, I'm at the desk going. I'm at the desk snapping so hard, the whole lobby is quiet. Like, all the way to the bar. And you know, that's a little distance. Yeah. Because I'm slapping the counter, like, I'm going the fuck off. The car pulls up. I see it pull up. It's the same nigga who was talking to me the whole time. The, the, the little dark skin nigga. He pulls up in the car. Gets out. I come, I come storming out the joint. You would think that if you had somewhere where we literally have taken over an hour and 15 minutes to get you your car and valet, that when we finally pull up with the car, what's the least you think you'd get? Apology. The nigga gets out and hand me the keys. Like, here you go, dog. And walked off. Dog, I almost punched this nigga in the back of the head like Players Club. Remember, in my head, I almost punched this nigga in the back of his shit. Uh, so I instantly me. I'm like, yo, let me go in because I'm a numbers nigga. I jump in the car. I look at the odometer. I know what the odometer said when I parked it here, right? I know what it said when I parked it here. It was 68.95. That shit was 69.10. So I come in. I'm like, yo, explain to me why it's 15 miles on that car. The bull was like, what you mean? We gotta go around City Hall and come back. I'm like, dog, that's stop. not even a half a mile. I'm like, stop. The Broad Street run. Is the whole Broad Street from Sheltonham to the stadiums? That run is ten miles long, yo. I live in King of Prussia. King of Prussia from right here is twenty-two miles. You can damn near make it to KOP. Yeah. Sixty-ninth Street is five point five from City Hall. I know that because of me riding the bike. Right. It's five point five to Sixty-ninth Street Terminal from City Hall. So you could go to Sixty-ninth Street and back, and, and not, go back to Sixty-ninth and Street. not do fifteen <laughs> miles. Which one of you niggas pulled up on whatever the fuck destitute block? In Frankfurt. <laughs> or Camden. You know what I'm saying? Like, in this car. Who did what? It was dead silent. Like, no one had... Like, they just always just like... 
Unbelievable. Just like froze. So now the, the, the manager of the whole time, he's like, listen, I don't want you to leave. Listen, I, I, I've already put in the refund for your 60,000 points, and I'm going to award you another 80,000 points, which basically gives you a free night at a tier seven or whatever, because yeah. that's a tier six. I'm like, that's cool and all. But this shit right here was absolutely egregious, dog. And it's just like, yo, Customer service. Here go the crazy part. Y'all could have legit been short-staffed. Y'all legit could have had an issue with finding keys. If you from Jump Street would have communicated that, this could have gone a whole different way. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I stood here where I heard him on the phone say the green zone. You don't see the green zone? Which means the green zone wasn't in there. Wasn't in there. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't hard to spot the green zone. So that means that white man, whenever you took that picture, it was when the car first got down there because you ain't never seen one of these before. And that's your evidence to show me that my car exists. Right. I know the car exists. Where is it at? Right. So here, go, here you want to a little deeper. So boom, we leave the hotel. I had a backup reservation like I always do. I had a joint at Butcher and Singer for 1030. So it was like, G and I do that just in case I miss the joint. So whatever. We were the Butcher and Singer, had a real good food. We both had to like decompress because we were snapping. Like we were yeah. fully out there. Like, and I, I never really get like that where I'm like yelling and because I, I told you I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? That's my first. I ain't going to hold you. That's my first move. I don't like I it. I spaz off the rip. I don't like it because I'm a, you know they, what I'm saying. You a big nigga. It but just, they don't expect it for me. Right. So I spaz off the rip. Right. Right. I'm going to smack the shit out of all you niggas. <laughs> nah, I can't go there. What but, neighborhood you from? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come to your neighborhood and fuck you up. That, 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 yo, where you at? Bring, bring the John. Bring the John. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> bring the John. Man, listen. Yeah, no, the, the big John. The big John. So, bring the Ann Klein. <laughs> so she wrote this, this dramatic email. The shit is 19 pages long. <laughs> she sends the shit and whatever. They start hitting us. They've already awarded us more points and they gave us this voucher all this bullshit whatever whatever so yesterday she finally talked with the the big manager to john whatever whatever remember i told you we dropped the car off at 6 15 right yeah he said that the car left out of the lot to be brought to us at 9 41 that was the leaving time remember i was like we didn't get the car till yeah. like 9 45 yeah. he said the car was logged into the lot at 7 20 i'm like bro we dropped the car off at 6 15 so that means for a whole hour, somebody was joyriding. That shit truck. was just unaccounted for. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they got to hire new valet staff. So I put this shit on Instagram. Like, I put on Instagram, like, yo, man, fuck this place, the valet, the whatever, whatever, whatever. So many people hit me. I mean, like, no bullshit. I'm talking about, like, over 60, close to 100. People just hit me with, like, their testimony of what happened at the valet. I had three different girls. I'm not me. I'll show them to you. Three different women tell me that they put their car in valet. When they came to get it, after an hour of waiting, they came to them and said, yeah, the guy took the keys home for the night, and he don't come back till so-and-so, so we got to wait till his shift come back because he's not answering the phone. And they had to come back and get their car the next day. Well, if y'all have um, an employee file on this shithead, Go to one of y'all niggas better get in a cab and go to his house and Listen, get my fucking car key. There is no way on earth I would have left there and been like, oh, no. I'll just come. What's get your it. incentive to find my car if I'm gone for the night? That means that the moment I leave, the search stops. It's over with. This is not an issue for you no more. Y'all going to deal with what's in front of y'all. So that means y'all not even going to pick back up on this until you see my face again. That means I gotta wait another hour, and now I'm going to shoot one of y'all. <laughs> as soon as you walk, four o'clock in. Yo. Because my thing is this, if that happens one time, that's insane. 
Like if somebody think about it, you get off work and you randomly uh, took car keys, one set of car keys, because this ain't all in the same night. You took someone's Camry, Benz, whatever, Volkswagen keys home. You don't check your shit. And be like, why the fuck I got these kids? Like, you know, what that I'm should saying? be protocol that you have to check and check in with somebody before you leave. So once that happens a second time and then a third time, and this is just three people that I know who reached yeah. out to say this. So God knows how many people, you know what I'm saying? People were hitting me like, yeah, my AirPods was missing after I got out of the car or yeah, my car had damage on it. When I like, apparently we were not lying last episode. They're the worst valet in the entire city. Or none. No, like at this point, yes, it's none. And I, I literally, I vowed to never walk in there ever again. I don't blame I'm you. never going. I told Kev, your next drone better be at Clemenon Park, nigga. <laughs> like, I'm Sesame Place. Sesame Place, <laughs> one of them motherfuckers. I'm never coming to this drone again. I'm cool. Never. That's disgusting. Never. Completely just put, I mean, a screeching halt to a relatively like. Very nice day. Yeah, and the, and the and the bigger issue is that it's an indictment against just black people in general because when you give niggas, you empower niggas to one be in charge of some shit, being the valet, and then number two, um, it's for, this is my, the whole experience. So number one, you empower niggas to be in charge of something, the valet. You in charge of millions of dollars of automobile inventory sure. on a given day. Based on the clientele that's walking through this motherfucking door, that's a problem. That there's no accountability from top to bottom, and just and just I don't know is an acceptable answer for y'all, even though y'all have millions of dollars of car inventory under y'all watch. That's the mm. first problem with the operation. Second problem with the operation is y'all are allowing back to the pool shit. Y'all are allowing just the general public to come somewhere oh. and fucking just partake in potentially ruining the experience for the guests at a hundred million dollar property. Like, this what, doesn't make any sense. Like, like Lee said it best. Like, what if this is a rest and relaxation thing for me? Yeah. And now I want to go sit poolside, you know, and realistically, like, you know, the spa, you know, the spa is on the same floor. And most hotels that have spas, you know, when you go to the spa, you have access to the amenities, yeah. the pool, the gym, the steam room, so and all that shit. So that makes sense. But the fact that y'all will book a cabana for somebody who's not even staying in this motherfucker yeah, at all is insanity. Like, this is not a nightclub. That's what it is, though, essentially. And that's yeah. the crazy part. Yeah, that party the next day, yeah, it was $50. It was a pool party. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got, you got pool parties, nightclub, right? Twerkathons. Yeah. You got kitty splash parties. This is all happening in the same... Yeah, all in the same ecosystem. Like, it's crazy. It's insane. And I just literally was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm never walking into this joint again. The that's disgusting. The Dolce shit, the, the, the valet shit, the pool. I'm just Yeah, you like, got fucked in every aspect of the operation. Like, literally. The only thing I did was have food at the pool. The drinks at the pool and food was cool, and I didn't. They, they took it all because they yeah. was like, we're not charging you for nothing, da, 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 whatever, whatever. So then the guy sends me the email. You was talking about the shit. He's the director of Welcome. And I'm just like, this is the craziest title. Yeah, I've like, ever what seen. the fuck is that? <laughs> like, well, this? What does is, that mean? This is the craziest job title I've ever seen. Like, are you life. a greeter? Like, what, no, is, what does that even mean? The, the director of Welcome. The director of Welcome. But he sent me the email talking about all the points they gave me. And like, who's the things. director of Twerking? And yeah. the director of Welcome. <laughs> Who's the director of pool parties? Like, what is this? And I think the greater thing that 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 needs to be highlighted in this situation is like, shout out to Ron Jules. We had a conversation. Valet is something we really just are like subconscious. We don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. You pull up to a restaurant, you pull up to a hotel, you see a podium, you see a nigga with a shirt. Here you go, give boss. me your keys, he give you a ticket. You don't really think about it. Yeah. That shit could be a complete sham. They could just be lying that day. 
Think about it. Not yeah. trying to be no bullshit. You and me could go right now. We could. We don't even got to go to nowhere. Fly. We could go to fucking David's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just put a podium out that motherfucker. Yep. We both put on little red blazers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I ain't got to park my shit. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got to worry about parking. Damn. Nigga, just pull up. Mind you, David, you can't even sit down. It's takeout. Nigga, valet for takeout. Motherfucker, you you just, you you subconsciously just throw him your keys. And like you said, y'all are dealing with high-end inventory. Remember you said the situation at State 48? Yeah. They lost three cars that night. Mine, my fucking, they lost my GT 130. Lost another guy. I think he had like a, night, a higher end BMW, a buck 20, like in another fucking car. And the guy was just like, yo, listen, right? I've been waiting for this car for an hour. I come here a lot. You know what I mean? I've been waiting for this car for an hour. I live down the street. At this point, it's an insurance claim. I'm just going to report the motherfucker stolen, and if it show up, it show up. But it's on y'all for now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Find a car or don't find it. I don't even give a fuck. I can walk home. Yeah. And they all standing there dumbfounded. Uh, 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 and it's like, yeah, man, like y'all need to be exercising more care, more tact, and just more responsibility over people's shit. And and that's that right there is my hierarchy point. Where it's like, yo, for y'all to basically converge on me and basically be like, oh, he tripping. Yeah, you tripping. No, I'm not tripping. And y'all not doing what y'all supposed to do. And it's like, here go the thing. You do realize, like, not trying to be funny. When I sent the text at 840 for the car, if I'd have came down here at 850 and the car would have been out here... I'd have gave you $10 exactly. and got in a car. And like, there would have been nothing to trip about. Yeah. But once I get down here, the people who came down here with me who didn't have, uh, who didn't call, they give you a ticket, they get their car. Then I see two people who didn't even have tickets get their cars. Yeah. Now I'm kind of wondering, like, yo, what's going on? Like, why they say, and then the, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, like, when I saw their car pull up, it was like a Pathfinder. Then when I saw the other car pull up, it was like a, like a Taurus. Then I saw the other car pull up, it was like an Altima or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I think it's convenient that, like, the one performance Yeah, the $100,000 coupe is just missing. Is You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I'm like, I hate to be that person, but that's what's creeping into my yeah. mind because it's like, that's the joint to go joyriding or active for, take pictures or do whatever. Yeah, you know what drop I'm the top. And here's the bigger problem, right? When people get jobs and they're in the job, a lot of times it's not, a, it's not explained to them, and this is a training problem, it's not explained to them that there's, there's uh, just by the nature of the business structure, there is a contract that exists between the client and this business. Mm-hmm. And that within that contract is a list of terms and conditions and services of do's and don'ts. And when niggas have a job, all they thinking about is, I make $14 an hour. I don't give a fuck about none of these rules and regulations mm-hmm. because all they care about is they check at the end of the fucking week. And they're not thinking about the responsibility, rules and regulations, and the liab- and the bigger overarching liability right. that goes to where if this shit goes left. Right. If you take my car and you joyriding and a biker crash into you and dent this motherfucker, or God forbid, you lose control because you don't understand how powerful this car is and you smack it into a pole and you are are six miles off the beaten path of mm-hmm. where the fuck you supposed to be, then what? There's liability that exists within that. But because niggas are piss poor morally and financially and don't have nothing, they don't even think about none of no. that shit because they just, all they know is I'm in the M4. I'm in the coupe. You know what My I'm man hit me the other day was like, dog, he went, he, uh, shout out Bino. Bino was like, I've been telling motherfuckers don't valet in Center City at all. But my homie T hit me and was like, dog, I went to, uh, he went to, was it Barclay or Ocean? One of them, or whatever's on 15th Street. I think it's Ocean. Is that Ocean Prime? Ocean Prime, yeah. He was like, I went there and valeted, and he got a drop. Like, he got a, a, a drop six. And he was like, 
the the he pulled the car up, right? Had the top up because he's like, I don't need a top down for yeah. the, you know what I'm saying. He was like, we we go, we valet, whatever, whatever. We hit, eat our food, we hit send the thing to the valet. They're like, okay, the car in the way. He's like, I come outside. The valet boy pulls up with the top down. It was like, yeah, I dropped the top for you, cuz. It was like, no the fuck you, you didn't. didn't. I could drop the top myself. <laughs> right. You did that shit so you could ride down the street. Yeah. <laughs> the How many, let me see your phone. How many pictures did yeah, you take? Yeah, and I'll drop the top for you, Playboy. Get you right. <laughs> like, yo, valet is crazy, dog. Insane. And that's my biggest point. What you just said. The courtesy of just, yo, if something go left, then what? Then what? You understand what I'm Nobody's saying? Nobody's not even thinking about that. Just inherently. They're not one even of, thinking one about that. One of the shit. girls who hit me on the jump, I, like, I'm, I could show you how many people hit me about shit. The one of the girls said, same, it was one of those same situations. Oh, the boy took the keys home. We don't got the keys. Uh, he, he'll be, she said that his shift, his next shift start in six hours. Like, what the fuck kind of <laughs> shifts are y'all working at this joint? We working 14 hours. Yeah, shifts. no. We I'm going to keep it a buck yeah, with We you. do 18 hours on this. <laughs> like, what? She said that when she came back to get the car, her, it was her husband's car. It was the right side had scrapes on it. And was just like, huh? I said, I told her, y'all crazy for leaving. Yeah, no. Ain't no way. I'd have flipped that shit upside down. It wouldn't have been enough fucking comp points or directors to welcome. It wouldn't have been enough of that shit. They would have took me to jail. Yeah, real shit. Come back tomorrow. What? Yeah, suck my dick. Rumble me. Like, what? Come back tomorrow for your car that you valeted for today. That's insane. That's insanity, right? That don't even make logical sense. But that's the type shit that's going on. And like I just said, overarching, like just overall... The two people who I mentioned at the at the joint, they were they real cool. Everybody else, it just felt like a just passing you off to the yeah, next. Yes, passing person. the book. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is like, yo, there's a lot of responsibility along the the road of this. Mm-hmm. When my thing is, like Lisa, go back through the tapes. Who parked the car? Because whoever parked the car, ultimately, this is on you. Because what y'all are telling us is that you can't find where the keys is at. So if it's only four of y'all working and all four of y'all out here, y'all know good and goddamn well what car we talking about because it's the green zone. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So y'all know who parked the green zone. Right. So when you parked it, where did you put the key at? Yeah. You you remember shit like that. Yeah, there's this element of like, uh, you know, like how police operate, like this blue wall of silence. Like there's like this fucking red wall of silence yeah. amongst like these valet niggas where it's like, oh, I ain't going to say that. So, so, nigga, you at work. This right. is not the fucking streets. Right. You need to speak the fuck up and figure out who got my car, nigga. Dog. Because I'm going to bust you and your shit. Dog. And then when he get here, I'm going to bust him and his. And here go the crazy Where's my part. car? The nigga at the podium, I was, I was rocking with him. I was like, literally, yeah. the other bitches was rude to him. I was like, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous the way she was acting with I was like, ain't no reason. You know what I'm like? You know can't me. Be, can't be nice to these niggas. You know me. I'm not one of them people. And like literally that when he said, why don't you just take an Uber? Man, I'm telling you, yo, it took a lot in me to not fully flip that fucking podium upside down. Because you would you say that if I was white and 65 years old? Fuck no. Would you have the gall to say that to an older white yeah, young man? black nigga? I'm just take an Uber, bro. Tripping over. I guess should be here when you come back. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Might be back, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, my man do Uber. I'm a uh <laughs> Yeah. No charge. It's on us. Yeah. yeah. Courtesy of the W. Insanity, dog. And I just was like, yeah, I I I think I'm just cool off this place. You know what I'm saying? It's not a good place. Not a good place. No. Like the way they did it, the the customer and that customer service is fully gone. 
Yeah. I mean, just like everywhere. Like no, I'm not. Ju- the next day we went to the to the to the brunch zone, right? We go to brunch. Now we made a reservation online. Made the reservation 10:45. We're punctual people, so what time do we pull up? 10:30. We was there at 10:36. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit. To- we come up. She says, "Yeah, you know, Kane uh, party at two for 10:45. Just you know, checking in or whatever." The girl was like, "Oh, uh." Yeah, it was a glitch on open table because we don't even be doing uh, reservations on Sunday morning. But it's you here, so it's cool. And if it's cool, why are you even telling me dog? that? Dog! And from last night, you could I, Lee got like red, and she just was like, what? And I had to like grab her. And she just looked at me like, because if it's cool, what the fuck? Is, why do I need to hear? Why do I need yeah. to hear any of that? I'm just saying for future reference, don't be making no reservations on open table for no Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? Like if you we know that there's that. something fucked up with the system, that's cool. That's y'all. That's business. an operational that's failure. That's an operational failure. That's y'all issue. It had nothing to do Handle with it. Handle it. But I made a reservation for 1045 and I'm here for that reservation. Is a seat available? She took us right to our seat. Yeah. So realistically, all you're supposed to say You is, were planning on me coming. So why even add all the extra shit? And I don't think, again, this is because of where we are right now when it comes to, and that's what I took away from that valet shit, what I took away from certain things in that hotel. Where we are right now with no one wanting to work, the work, the the levels have dropped because Mm -hmm. we're forced to just, we can't even vet. We'll hire anybody. We can't even vet properly. We can't go through a strategic situation. Drug screening, background checks, all that shit is out the window. Do you want to work? Do you have a do you, or do you have a body? Is it able? You know who Come I saw, work for You us. know who I saw had a hiring on the spot, John, the other day. The IRS. I said, damn. damn. <laughs> I said, damn. No, we'll show you the IRS way. When yeah, yeah. <laughs> my buddy worked from home for the IRS. He sat there like sixteen months back on returns. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like she's still she's still doing returns from twenty. Yeah. Dang. Oh, no. You know I know. Hiring on the spot yeah. for the IRS. Yeah. And you got to realize, she said she can only do <laughs> 13 returns oh, yeah. a day. Yeah. Put your finger up. Yeah. Touch your nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. You good, Oh, man. you yeah. good, man. Yeah. Yeah. man. Count to 10, then count back to 1. How many fingers and toes you got? Yeah, real shit. But she said she's going to do 13 returns a day. So that's one person doing all these people in the world. Every employee <laughs> can only do 13 returns a day. Crazy. Dang. That's sick. But that's where we are now when it comes. That's the reason customer service is so piss poor everywhere because one, jobs can't even staff properly. Two, they can't vet properly on who they hiring. Three, the people who are working short staffed are so frustrated and annoyed and angry. Four, you got a, a, a onslaught of people, like we said, with all this money and all this shit. So it's like, yo, every part of the, the puzzle is just out of whack. So everywhere, think about when's the last time you got some really, really good customer service? You like really remember that shit now. Chick-fil-A. Not even. Not even. Damn, not even Chick-fil-A. It ain't even their pleasure no more at no, Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A, what you shit. want, like, you know what I'm saying? It's bad, though. It's terrible, though. Like, I've seen some, some customer service where you just like, wait, huh? I told y'all months ago, the customer service now is fuck you, give me your money. Yeah. You lucky we even open to help you, nigga. <laughs> like... Shit is bad, man. And it's like, but what people not realizing is that this downturn in customer service is just going to leave more and more companies to focus on AI, artificial intelligence going yep. forward. Yeah, and they just, 
and, and they're going to just get rid of the workforce, period. Dunbar was telling me, he said, he's like, when the last time you've been to Uniqlo? I was like, well, since they closed KLP, I haven't been to one. He said, bro, go to, to I'm going to go there today. He said, go to the Uniqlo in University City. There are no employees. There's nobody to check you out. He said, it's the system where you place all your shit in the basket and it, and based on the weight and I guess some scanning technology that is at every level of the basket, it spits back a total and you check out on your own. Mm -hmm. And it's a security guard and that's it. There is nobody helping you do nothing. Oh, I told you, Wawa's now got the kiosk on the, like, the kiosk ain't even out the way. The kiosk is where the cashier used yeah. to be. And the thing like, is, companies will take the risk on that as far as theft and um, and slippage and shit like that because it's still less than having to pay a workforce. Yeah, we don't got to pay you hourly. We don't, don't got to pay, pay you hourly. Ain't no overtime. No, no. Ain't no none of that shit. We're going to pay one. We're going to pay two niggas. We open from motherfucking 10 a.m. to uh, 6 p.m. We got to pay one nigga to come do security. Real shit. That's it. That's and, it. And one quote-unquote manager to restock the shelves and all of that and fucking do the checkout. Yep. And open and close the store. Yeah. Yeah, put the money in the, in the machine and take the money out of the machine. That's yeah. it. Now we ain't liable for fucking lawsuits and stupid shit and y'all still ain't gotta shit. have. We gotta have a minimal workers' comp pro, uh, yeah. policy, all that employees. shit. Real shit. The no, and here's the thing. The number one, so that you know what that means? Business profits about to go through the roof. You're gonna see more and more and more billion dollar, trillion dollar companies because your number one expense for any company is your workforce. Mm -hmm. When you gotta have employees, that's your number one expense. You can't get over that shit. You gotta pay employee taxes, fucking workers' comp, benefits. Uh, if you do uh, for if you a good company, you do four hundred one k or four hundred three b company match and all of that shit. You don't gotta do none of that shit when it's robots. Mm -hmm. We just pay for the technology. Oh, when the new upgrade dropping? All right, yeah. bet. Five, how much is it? Thirty three thousand. Cool. Yeah, real. And fuck around and be open twenty four hours. Yeah, how about it? But yeah, customer service right now is just I, 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 robot. Don't need no breaks. No breaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ain't, ain't got to smoke no cigs. Ain't got to argue with his baby mom real quick in the break room. Give me, that give me shit. nudie, man. Imagine the robot. Yeah, I'm about to go blaze a job real quick on the back. I'll be back. No customers on that bullshit. I need a, I need a camel. Yeah, I need a square. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, none of that. But yeah, man, that was that was the uh, the night at uh, the W and its surrounding situations. And the crazy part is, it looks nice. Like aesthetically, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a hundred million dollar property. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. Good views, geek. I got great views too. Oh yeah, the room I had, the view was awesome. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna shit on the actual factuals of what was good. The, the yeah, bed. we ain't gonna kill the architects. No. <laughs> but the fucking humans that work here, no. y'all are pieces of shit. Not even the, the the crazy part is, and the valet is just a different situation from. It's them. a third party company, you know. And I get that the valet is awful. The the I mean like. Hearing all these stories and knowing what I know now, that, that yes, I don't even know the name of it. They are terrible. That shit is ridiculous. But just the goings-ons, what I thought that the, I, maybe this is what the W thought, was like if we put it here on Broad and Chestnut, essentially, you know, it won't be overrun by nonsense. And boy, were they wrong. Boy, were they wrong. Because that block, like 16th, so like fifteenth to sixteenth and chestnut That's is the danger zone. It's nothing but mayhem. Yeah, in that and it yeah. been that way for years. Think about that was the center of the riots. Yeah, mm. when the riots went down in twenty, that was the center of the riots. From fucking market over to fucking uh, Walnut, and from Broad down to like seventeenth, seventeenth, eighteenth. Yeah, that was the that was the heart of the nonsense. Mm. Antifa, all that shit. Yeah. And even before that, 
All the fucking niggas that's like, you got on the size 40 jeans, but you wear a 31 and yeah. all yeah. of that shit. You got a wife beater you ever, on. You ever see niggas? As a hat. <laughs> you ever see niggas? All of wear, them niggas. They wear Still them. Still selling CDs. <laughs> them niggas that wear the jeans, where the jeans got a little man on the jeans wearing jeans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ever see them, Jones? You all can, them niggas is right yeah, there. You can fit a 40 in the back pocket of the jeans. Yeah, that like, Wendy's, yeah. Five Guys, all that shit is gutted. I told you, I was a bitch out front of the bank snapping at the gym. I need my fucking phone. Get my phone, pussy. I left my phone in there. The, the security guard came up, ma'am, you have not been in this store. She looks like, oh, yeah, no, this is wrong. Oh, my bad. And we, <laughs> <laughs> Just that crazy. I ain't been there since Tower closed down. Oh, yeah, you was, was 90s. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, nah, like, you would think, like, it being right there. And they they redid the whole block. Mm-hmm. Figure Element and Dolce and all that shit. And did you know Element and, and the W share Same, yeah. the building? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because the 30th to down is all Element, and then above it is the W, whatever. But it's like, yeah, you got Del Frisco's grocery. Like, you would think it just wouldn't be, like, that. And when you out, like, even we was out front of the W, like, waiting with the whole valley. So it got so just, like... Heavy on the niggerific side. Like, <laughs> niggas is smoking weed out that joint. Yeah. Bitches are screaming and hollering. Motherfuckers are screaming out their cars as they riding. I'm just like, yo, this joint is like trapped the fuck out. Yeah, because though. every, you know, the, the vast majority of young black society has this whole thing where it's like, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. So regardless of yeah. whatever your rules are, I'm not abiding by them because you can't tell me what to do. I'll fuck you up first. Before I abide, before I come to your session to abide by your rules, I'll fuck you up. And if that don't work, I'll just try to find some way to lie on you online and say some shit happened that didn't even happen. Right. I'll misrepresent the situation. I'm going to call my boyfriend. I'm going to call my boyfriend. He's going to shoot this whole shit up. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do, though. Yeah. So what rules? <laughs> there are no rules. The yeah. only rule is that there are no rules. Yeah. I pulled up there and met one of our homies there the other night. And he's like, yeah, just come in real quick. I'm at the bar because it was like a party going on. Yeah, And that was the crazy part. Like, even when we was like... The whole thing was going on. They was set. They was like setting up a DJ and like a fog machine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, that's a lobby of a hotel. Why are y'all about to have a party in the lobby? This of this is not show? SDK. <laughs> like this doesn't make any fucking. It's a hotel. So people gonna be here with kids, and y'all about to have a fucking puffy. You know, yeah. champagne party. Then you say the one dude was snapping like, yo, what Dog, the fuck is going on? My the family's bull, the here. Bull was, the bull was telling me, your man, with the, he was like, yo, he was snapping because he was like, he was at the pool and bitches was twerking and doing all they want to. And he had his kids down there and like white dude. And he was just like, he was down there drunk. Like, I'm checking out. I want my money back. Like, this ain't no family friendly hotel. And y'all need to market it as such. It's like, yeah. you know, y'all are like, oh, you know, y'all telling me when I'm checking in, like, oh, make sure you take the kids to the pool. I get to the pool and it's just fucking it's ass. ass and shit everywhere. It's, it's just ass and Areolas and pussy holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big on the pussy, heavy on the pussy holes. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Heavy on the areolas and they pussy holes. Being harassed at Kev doing the light the hookahs. Oh the yeah, hookahs? yeah, yeah. They, the they seen the hookah and lost oh, it. Like, man. cause Kev hit me the next day was like, "Who the hell bought me a hookah?" I'm like, well, "That's from TRV." <laughs> <laughs> Funny as shit. But yeah, man, it just the. When it first popped, like you remember when it first first opened, and we all was just like, "Oh, that joint gonna be cool." Finally, <laughs> but then you, but then you go there a couple times, and like I told you when I was there last couple times, I've been. I'm just like, "Yo, this is too much." Yo. Yeah, like we like this is a little draw, and it's not enough 
shared space to accommodate even just the guests. If all the guests wanted to come to the pool, you don't have enough space. No. If all the guests wanted to converge in the lobby, you don't have enough space. So how the fuck you want to take this limited space and then say not only are the, are the guests allowed to fucking be here, however, whatever the hours of operation are, but to pimp it out to the general public yeah. and say on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you could come here and pay a dub and just kick it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't do that shit at the Four Seasons. Yo, real shit. You can pay a dub. You can't do that shit at the Bellevue. Yeah. Like, you can't just come kick it. Yeah, like, you pay a dub, you can spend a day, nigga. Like, yeah, you barely can do that at the Logan. Like, yeah. they keep that shit so separated where you can't even fucking hit the fucking floor button. If you're not staying here, you can't even hit a floor button but for fucking lobby and assembly, nigga, in the basement for the spot. That's it. Y'all can come here and share the amenities, but when it's over, it's over. Like, and you're going to pay to share the amenities. Mm -hmm. You're not coming here just to kick it. Like, everybody knowing that you could just kick it somewhere turns it into a hangout. The crazy part was I was up North Philly the day after, and I'm talking to somebody about the whole nonsense. And one of his folks came outside. I've never seen this nigga ever. He a hood street nigga. And he just was like, yeah, you talking about the W, right? Yeah, that joint was crazy. Like, you just pull up down that joint. <laughs> I was just there. Yeah, he telling me this shit. Like, yeah, you just pull up and go up in that joint. That shit nuts, dog. Sunday night when we was leaving Top Golf, I'm seeing the shit going up on my timeline. Somebody I know, one of my little, you know, I'm looking and I'm like, the fuck is going on at the W? I'm her close friends. Bitches pouring shots in each other's mouth. Shots, drink, people drinking shots out of titties. I'm like, yo, what's going on at the W? That was that party. And it was darkish. Yeah, yeah, it was that Sunday that night. Party, it was, yeah, that was that party. And it was dark, dark. It was late. We left Top Golf. It was uh, 1130. Yeah. I'm like, when do they kick the niggas out? No. Oh. They don't. I talked to somebody the other day. She works across the street and she can look down. And, <laughs> and she was like, yo, every day you can just see it. Like, it's too much going on in that pool area. You I'm still buy a lemon drop? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that joint, it was a bad joint. And, and you know, I, I'm not, like, you You know, you just try to give black people a chance at the chance. I'm done. Man. Like, yeah, that's where I was at. I was like, yo, look, I'm not trying to make this no thing, man, but you got to go get that fucking. <laughs> like you got to go get it. I don't know if you noticed. This is a lawsuit. Yeah, I know they told y'all to tell you know we not liable. You're liable, and that you're nigga, quite liable, dog. When that two Jones, when he was like, just take an Uber to the dinner, and when he was like, I mean, you can walk down there. I like. Like, if, if you're not cartoons when the smoke comes out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, yo? Like, imagine dropping your car off to a valet service. Like, imagine Eddie V's, right? Because you've been there a bunch of times. Like, and you know, they got complimentary valet just because it'd be nowhere to park. Like, we'll yeah. go park your shit in the lot. You can just go right in. But imagine going to a valet, right? And you give your car up. You pay the money, whatever, to have valet. You give your car up. You come back to get the shit. And they like, yeah, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> you can walk down there and figure it out. It's like... Why did I give it to y'all in the first place? Exactly. I could have just parked on the street. I could, the no, meter. I could have just pulled up to where y'all valet is and locked my car and took the key and went and had dinner. Keep an eye on my car, bitch. I'll be back. See what I'm saying? Here's a dub. Don't move my shit. And the boy, that, that was, to wrap it up, the hotel manager was like, are you sure you don't want to, because he was like, you don't have to pay for nothing. You guys can order whatever you want, breakfast, do whatever you want. You don't have to pay for anything, and you're still going to get the points you sure don't stay. I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm going to tell you why. I can't put that car 
back in valet. Yeah, I can't put it back under control of these little minions. Because what happens if one of y'all decide y'all want to do some silly shit, like put something in the gas tank or disconnect something or rip something or put a nail on the side? I just can't play with y'all like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? The precedent has already been set that y'all can't be trusted. I just can't play with so you. So now I can't retrust you after you broke the trust. Not in 10 minutes. Damn, yeah, no. you can't break my heart. And we, <laughs> like, it ain't like, it don't work like that. Give me a couple weeks or something. Yeah, that's like, that's, like when, that's like when a bitch cheat on you and you catch her and she's like, all the shit you did. Yeah. What the fuck did that got to do with this shit? got nothing to do with right now. Right now, bitch, you sucking a dick right now. <laughs> but I told him, I'm like, I can't put that car back in valet tonight. No. That just doesn't work like that. And she's literally like, yeah, I don't even feel comfortable staying here. Because now we're them. We're the motherfuckers who've been snapping off in the in the uh, lobby and like, no, we out. Yep. I'm like, yeah, no, we going. We just going to take our points and roll. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, oh well, hopefully you know we can get a chance to. You ne- won't. He was like, next time you come, I want you to personally email me to let me know. Say Eminem, next time yeah. there won't be a next yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be me. Yeah. Real Came shit. <laughs> yeah, won't wait at W. Yeah. Play it off for me. You go in there like, yeah, I'm Matt King. Like, damn, you grew your hair back, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, you know how that go. You know what I'm saying? But no, nah, real shit. And I'm just like, like, I like he could have been like, yo, you can leave your car up front. I still wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Just because y'all still here and just gonna be out here and now that's yeah, this bitch get keyed or some shit, don't nobody know what's going on. Now now like, that's and, and now that's an antagonizing point where it's just like, oh, now his car sit up front. Like I no. Yeah. I, because it, it directly leads to retaliation at that point. Right. Then you got to shoot everybody out there. Now I got to now I got to call my man with the Draco. Yeah. yeah. Or the Keltec. The Keltec. You got to shoot everybody out here. Like I don't want to do that. Before we wrap this up, can I do a y'all weird real quick? For sure. Did you see the shit in New York with the girls rumbling and the girl tried to run her over? No. These girls was rumbling in the street and you know that's been going on. They were rumbling like outside of like a convenience store or whatever. The girl, she got in her car. The girl came back and tried to fight her through the window or the driver's window, right? She puts the car in reverse and backs away from her. The girl walks up on the curb. It's a bunch of people on the curb. The girl just guns it, coming down the curb. Misses all of them. The girl, the people she was with, man in a wheelchair coming out the store. Get the fuck out of here. Why would I make this up? Runs, it's, you can see the video playing today. Runs him over in the wheelchair and kills him. Now she booked for a fucking second degree murder. I'm just like, what a fucking idiot. Wow. Ghettos of America. Dog. We got to get it together, yo. Like, completely innocent, had nothing to do with that shit, literally in a wheelchair. Came outside. And that's why I just don't engage in certain shit or go to certain places because, like, I'm not down to eat another nigga bullet. And 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 that or that, get hit by another nigga's vehicular homicide. And vehicle. that be my biggest joint in situations like that, where like, because even Lee was saying the other day, like, I hate them. I hate being in them. Like, I don't like them because I know how you're perceived. Like, I was blatantly bigger than everybody who was out there, yeah. and to the point where when I started yelling, it you could see it. Where it's just like. Like, because I'm like a regular sized human, they just gonna assume I got the hammer. Yeah. Like when I start talking crazy, <laughs> but you assume, but you but you also say I'll shoot this shit up. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're gonna assume, even if I don't have the hammer, I'm still I'll, I'll shoot this whole shit up. Yo, you know what I'm saying? The hammer so, is always so, so they're gonna assume I got the hammer and they're gonna be like, he probably got the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Find a sick car, he probably got the hammer. Nah, I, I hate getting into them Jones because I already know it's like it's it's just gonna end terrible for me. So I don't like being in them Jones. And it just, 
we as people just got to do better at the way we talk to each other, at the way we handle shit. Like fucking cat. Seriously, being at work, I get it because I work. I work for years. Like I understand customer service. I know what it's like to be in a tense situation where somebody is yeah, and you kind of just gotta essentially take it. But I'm gonna be honest with you. You can diffuse that because I've diffused situations in Mm -hmm. my life, and what could have diffused that situation in that moment is if you at the podium say. Yo, look, I ain't even supposed to leave him this joint, but I can't have you. I'm going to go real quick and just try exactly. to figure this shit out for you. I'd he like, could have made a joke about it. Yo, just hold me down. Watch the podium. Like, anything. I'd have been like, thank you. I appreciate it. To where you really go and get an understanding of the shit. Yeah. But to pass me off to him, then he don't say nothing. Then a white nigga show it, up. Then the white <laughs> nigga show up. He, dog, he stood there for the first five or six minutes to the point where I had to ask him. I'm like, do you work here? He's like, I'm the manager of the valet. I'm like, so why the fuck you listening to us go back and forth if you... Because it, it hit me. I'm Be like, the manager, bitch. I'm like, why the fuck is he just standing here watching? Because he was like as close as Dan is to me and you talking. And I'm just like, yo, do you work here? He was like, I'm the manager of LA. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it just was crazy. That's nuts, man. Yeah, man. But just customer service and the way you talk and the way you deal with people, you can diffuse a lot of situations. You can right wrongs. Real shit. You can write a wrong in a blink of an eye. Yeah. But once it gets to that point where it's like, we missing our reservation, then you on the phone, like, we're the green zone. Then the green zone pull up and it got more miles on it. It's too much of, yeah. like, just bullshit that went on. Y'all ran me in a lot of different directions, man, when this was a straightforward transaction. To the point where it was like, you know, emotionally, it was hard to come back yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. It was hard to come back that night. Like, that butcher and singer was not as hot <laughs> as it normally, because, you know what I'm saying? Because you were like, man, how long are you going to take this goddamn food? Yeah. Shit, yeah. well. maybe medium well. They brought the biscuits. Maybe tense on air. They brought the biscuits to the table. It was three. I'm like, why the fuck would they bring three biscuits? There's two people standing there. Bring two or four. Why the fuck would they bring three? Now we got to share a fucking biscuits. You just Everything snap. Everything is tense on everything. You're snapping about anything. I asked for a they Coke Zero. She brought me a Coke Zero in a little glass. I'm like, and I, I'm like, you ain't got no bigger glass. <laughs> it does intensify everything, man. Everything. It was hard to emotionally bring that shit back that night. And everybody was hitting me up about the shit. Oh, funniest last job. So, you know, that it happened that night. The next morning, we was going to, to brunch. We in the car, and she flying, because, you know, it's an M4 competition. She flying, so I'm scared to death. We had, I'm in the passenger seat. Wind flapping, and she, you know, I don't like that going fast shit. Yeah. So I look down at my phone. I see a missed call from Dunbar at 1036 and a missed call from Kev at 1037. So I'm like, Chad must be booked. <laughs> <laughs> All the lawyers call. Yeah. I'm like, what the? I'm like, man, Patreon don't cash out to the fifth. You got to sit in there. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> so I called Dunbar back, and he was like, yeah, no, I was just checking on you, man. Like, I know last night I had you hot and shit. You good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. We about to go to breakfast. I was like, I, ain't, I thought something was wrong because I saw a missed call from you and Kev. He's like, oh, no, I ain't even talked to Kev yet. I was just checking on you, making sure you're straight. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good. We about to go to, to breakfast. I'll see you because that was the day we was going to Top yeah. Golf. I'm like, I'll see you later or whatever. He's like, all right, bet. So then I called Kev back. I'm like, yo, what's up with you? And Kev was like... Yeah, man, I'm up your way. I was just seeing what was going on, how you was feeling or whatever. I'm like, what you doing on my way? He was like, bruh. He's like, I'm at Oaks, the convention center. <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, they, I saw the advertisement for a gun show, and I'm like, oh, shit, I need a new gun. Let me go up here. He's like, but the gun show ain't for two weeks. They having a thrift convention up this year. <laughs> <laughs> thrift con. <laughs> 
He was like, yo, when I pulled up, I'm driving through the lot. Like, damn, the gun lobbyists look different. <laughs> <laughs> look like thrifters. Because you know what the gun crowd look yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? It's heavy on the Trump heavy vibes out there, Joe. He's like, yeah, man, I ain't know what was going on. I was dying when he told me that shit. Watch the four Broncos and pick up trucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tanks and all kinds of shit. But, yeah, man, shout out to everybody who hit me up about that shit. That shit was, it was, you know, her birthday night was just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we'll get to Amina eventually. Everybody, people hit me up like, yo, I know the owner. I know the owner. If you have trouble getting around, I'm like, I don't need you niggas for nothing. <laughs> I'm like... Hey, I have open table. Yeah, I have open table. I'm like, I didn't, wasn't no trouble getting a reservation. It was the issue that I didn't get to the goddamn right. restaurant. I yeah. had the reservation. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, that's it. Just try to talk a little bit better to people, man. And, and don't be on nut shit. Like, people, like you say, yo, that was a very, very good way to put it. When you are entrusted with some, like, you have a responsibility. Like, yeah. seriously. It's like people who drive kids for a living and still drive reckless and yeah. shit. Like, you know what always trips me out when I see people driving cheese buses with headphones on? <laughs> you ever see that? Somebody getting shanked in the back row. <laughs> I see the bitch driving a yeah, cheese it's bus. It's like the Money Mike shit. With, with, with Dre beats yeah, on. Yeah, it's like the it? Money Mike shit. Where was your antennas at when all of this bullshit was going <laughs> on in the back? shit these kids talking about. And I get it. The kids can be annoying, but that shit ain't safe, man. Kid back there screaming. Man, you you listen to the you Marie for an album. Noise kids. <laughs> yeah. It's just one thing, nigga. Damn it. Like, motherfucker, oh. it, like, you got to deal with this shit for roughly 35 minutes, three hours a day total, going oh, and coming, yeah. three hours a day, nigga, like, cut, take, cut the fucking head, you got a six hour break in between. I said, I can't work. even believe that shit is legal, that motherfuckers be on cheese buses with big ass headphones on listening to music and shit. Like, what? And it'd be like, yo, when you got a responsibility, you kind of got to, like, take pride in that shit. No bullshit. Like, seriously, for as much as I hate driving the bus and don't fucking like it in the center third, I keep it a buck with you, yo. I never really had, like, one chargeable accident. I had, like, my... I had one where I hit, like, a bumper on a car in, like, 2009. I never had another... Because I, I, like... Seriously, I get on the highway. I'm not doing crazy shit. We're right. on the highway. <laughs> You understand? Yeah. We on the highway. This machine weighs 60,000 pounds. We could do some fucking damage out here with this. Shut jump. this whole highway down. You make the wrong move. Real shit. I remember uh, one of the guys, he, they fired him because he was crazy as shit. But he crashed down here at Front Market. Big ass crash. Like drove the shit up on the fucking stud, the cement column. He took the poles out and all that shit. <laughs> and they asked him what happened. He was like, oh, man, I swear I didn't want to hit this deer. And motherfuckers like deer on second of market. What <laughs> <laughs> it all his my job was like next accident. <laughs> he said next accident. I get in on seventy six. I'm gonna tell him man, motherfucker dolphin jumped out of school kill scared the shit. That nigga said I swear did not hit a deer. Man, I was like deer. what man? <laughs> he was bugging. Yeah. That was bad. Hey, but you'd be surprised, motherfuckers, just yeah. not paying attention. We know he felt that drunk. <laughs> Yo, you'd be surprised. A couple years felt ago. Felt that drunk with flying colors. A couple years ago, a lady had a situation. She killed a guy. She was looking at a newspaper or something, making a turn. And it's just like, yo, like, you you can't, like, when you go, when you got a responsibility to, like, shit, like, fuck things. Right. Like, people. Like, human bodies and shit. Dog. I'll tell you the scariest shit that ever happened to me. I was driving. I will never forget this shit. I was on the six going from Sheltonham to uh, Broughton. Yeah. You make a left turn. You know where that, that chicken wing place is. All the niggas love up there. 
I think that's Nidro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a barber studio or something on a yeah. court, barber school or something. You make a left onto that block. I was sitting low. These old buses, you sat low because the seats wouldn't raise the fuck up. The air button would be fucked up. I'm sitting low. You know that big-ass mirror. Like, you, there would be points where they would always tell you, like, they would call it rock and tuck. Like, rock up. To see and then tuck back to like, you know, see behind the mirror. Yeah. And I made that left turn and didn't go up and didn't go back. I'm thinking it was clear. I'm making a left turn. Dog, the chick dove out of the way. I mean, like, literally dove head first out of the way. And I jammed on the brakes. She's like, what the fuck, nigga? You ain't saying. I'm like, yo, no, I didn't. No bullshit. I did. Like, the mirror completely blocked her. I almost killed this lady, yo. Dog, and that shit fucked me up. And ever since that, I just had like a, I don't know what it is, but it's like whenever, whatever the fuck I get on the joint, I'm like laser focused, yeah. locked in. Like, I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to kill nobody. So it's like just crazy of me to see people in these situations where you got people, things you got, you realize like you could do something stupid with a car to where it fucks up to where now I'm in a fucked up situation later. Yeah. Cause you done did some stupid shit in a car. You don't know how to work or you don't know what the fuck you was doing. Like literally you should have seen the motherfucker trying to get the shit and drive the other day. To where like, I had like kind of had to like explain it to him when he yeah. was taking the shit off. Cause you know, the competitions, they don't work like normal gear shifts. Yeah. Like you got to pop it up and left to the, for the reverse, but it stays up there. It's not right. like, you know, our BMW drones kind of just like mm-hmm. toggle back and yeah. forth. This drone, you got to physically move all the way up. Then you got to like bring it back and down, but you pop it to the side for the different drive right. modes. It's funky as shit, yeah. but it's just like you go off and put that shit in like manual one. Now you just <laughs> burn this motherfucking transmission out. Tearing that Blow shit. the engine. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, so yeah, man. But yeah, that, that was my experience at the W and I'm probably never going back. Yeah, understandably so. By, and by proxy, I, I waved the white flag on them, too. I give up. Man. But it's, you said it, though, bef- when, when the yeah. whole shit was going on. You was like, I kind of realized in the time I was there with y'all, I don't think I need to come back here. No. And I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of where it's gotten for me, where it's just like, it's too much. It's just an overload of just ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, y'all can't have every facet of your business be ridiculous. Yeah, Some of re- that shit got to be chill. The restaurant, the valet, the fucking pool is just like a, the lobby. a shit show. The like, lobby, like... Yo, no bullshit. When I came to meet him the other night, when you you know how the double doors open, then the second double door is open. Yeah. When that double door opened, there was a man standing there with like the, the rope, like the velvet rope. Like you could barely get into the lobby before it was like, you coming to the party or you just coming to the hotel. It's just like, nigga, I'm guessing this right. <laughs> Like, the hotel is first and foremost. Like what? Yeah, what? What you gotta uh, like? You know, we talk a lot on the show about letting the main thing be the main thing. Like, if you are yeah. a hotel, if you are a hotel, and your main thing isn't about your hotel and your guests and and, yeah. and you shit hotel, and amenities and their gotta... experience, all that other shit is tertiary. Like all that other shit is secondary. Like. Or or third dairy, you know what I'm saying? In certain instances, like, but if you're running your lobby and your fucking pool area like a nightclub as a hotel, you've already missed the mark. Yeah, yeah. If you a hotel, just tell the hoes. That's it. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. You a hotel, just tell hoes. That's it. So, I got nothing else. Uh, we're gonna save some of these topics for Patreon. I got a good Patreon topic too. We're gonna do that. Um, anything else? Nah, man. Um. 
Again, you know, we back on a Tuesday. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all, man, for rocking with us. Um, if you're on YouTube, smash the like button. Make sure you share this video. Um, you know, trying to expand our YouTube reach. We've been doing a good job the last few weeks. Going up and YouTube up and been up. going up and up and up and up. You know what I'm saying? I've I've made it my task to figure out, you know, YouTube and how to work the algorithm yeah, and all of that I shit. I want to do a channel, so I've been reading, reading more into it. It's short clips. Yeah. It's just literally just short clips, just popping them on TikTok. And then I figured, I'm starting to figure out how to banner the video the right way to where it like you can like get the click just on the scroll box. Oh. Yeah. It's, 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 shout out Steph, man. She was t- I was talking to her the other day and yeah. she was breaking this shit down a little bit and I started doing some research in it. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, this is probably what I'm going to like put a lot of my time in. So we won't need Dan. Dan can just be hooping. You know <laughs> like, yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll be back probably to tomorrow or Thursday for Patreon. Figure that uh, out. Well, tomorrow's the 30. We got to be tomorrow. We got to okay, finish the month out. Yeah we, yeah, we owe two shows for Patreon. So okay. we're going to wrap the month out on Patreon with those final two shows for the VIPs. If you're not on Patreon already, go to patreon.com slash official TRPE. Uh, the YouTube page is the realest podcast ever. Just search that um, official TRPE on all the socials. And we out. Bong. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.